What is going on, everybody? It is episode 183 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I am here with my co-host for the week. Would you introduce yourself, please? Hi, I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm a writer for TimCast.com, and this week I am Brett's uh, co-host while we miss Mary and she while she travels the earth. And I think that's all I have to say. I was like, you were like looking La- down at your computer and I'm like, if you could look up for a minute here, we're working. I like to make Brett nervous and show up uh, <laughs> not on his schedule at all. That, but uh, it's worked so far. He seems to be adapting to my hostile takeover of a show. The uh, the puddle of sweat uh, as, I, as I work my way through it the all. Thing is, is we've the- just been doing this together for set, like <laughs> quite some time. I even technically predate Mary that yeah. I think I can, uh, you know. I can I can sense your anxiety and I know when to stop. So your voice gets a little bit higher when that happens. Yeah, I get a lot of panic walking by my office, being like, "Um, um so the show," and I'll be like, "No, Brett, I'll come up, whatever." Anyways, perfect, perfect. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Exactly, and we have a guest host today. Would you introduce yourself, sir? Hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Jamie Kilstein. Shout out to uh, Mary. Um, uh, don't kill the unborn. Jesus is Lord. Uh, and hello, crisis actors. Is that what she says? That yes, she says hello. Yeah. Hello, crisis actor. Hey, so, already. And uh, hey, everybody. Uh, I'm a comedian. Uh, follow me on social media. Validate me because I have dad issues. And just, <laughs> but I know we plug at the end, but I can't forget this. For the first time, I'm playing the lovely Dayton, Ohio at the Funny Bone. I will be headlining Friday and Saturday. Get tickets now, please, so that I can come back and they don't fire me. Okay, thanks. Perfect. We got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. Now that we've got the shameless plugs out of uh, out of the way early on, we're going to talk about uh, Aquaman two in this. Uh, <sighs> It's, it's a take. It's whatever. We're going to talk about Aquaman 2, climate change. If those things seem incompatible, that's because uh, you don't know modern Hollywood. Right. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> We're going to talk about Bryce Dallas Howard uh, and uh, what, what I consider to be Chris Chris Pratt taking the uh, the W, as he usually does. My man. Uh, and then we're going to talk about Ezra Miller choosing option number one. He mm. did, in fact, choose option number one. Mm. And then we got Podluck. We got a bunch of other stuff. So if you guys are ready, we will just get right into it. Hannah Claire, are we ready? Oh, I'm ready. Let's I'm go. pointing to you. Let's go. You ready? Let's Brett, go. I think you're I, off today. I'm like not feeling your typical leadership. Vibes. I, I love. No, no, no. I, I was just doing a, a dramatic pause. Sorry for being a thespian, everybody. I'll take it down and act like a normie. Yeah, I'm ready. Is, is my dramatic is my is my leadership a little bit off today? It's just your hand signals. <laughs> but maybe I'm I'm thrown off because I'm not used to sitting over here. yet. Yes, that, that, that could be what it is. So before we get into it, though, I do want to mention here. Uh, uh, we're not going to talk about Chet today. We're going to talk about another white pill for everyone. And maybe that is, that's why the leadership skills are off that as if we're not talking about chet we're not red exclamation point red exclamation point <laughs> fn excited and ready to go well, well what i found is that um my excitement for chet right. should be universally felt and <laughs> hannah claire does not feel the universal love my Therefore, hostile takeover is working <laughs> so, in so, effect guys so, don't worry chet will be back have no, have no worries till right. then i want to talk about something that is an extreme white pill in, in the film industry it's a, a very rare example of something and we're just going to talk about it quick and that's trailer for the new Cobra Kai season five. Now we yeah. can't show it, of no. course, because we will all uh, get you will in trouble. Get, yeah, you'll, we'll get <laughs> copyright struck. But in an era where all of your favorite IP from the '80s and '90s has been strip mined and ruined by soulless uh, Hollywood uh, douche canoes, mm-hmm. the best thing you can do is look for at least one property that has somehow managed to tell a new story, uh, advance the advance, you know, with their social messaging in a way that does not insult or degrade the original concept. And Cobra Kai is a fantastic example of this actually working. Well, I thought the female Ghostbusters was good, right? 
Uh, yeah, well, I'm yeah, sorry, that's I'm just it. trying to enrage we, the we chat. This is your like former male feminist coming out. Yes. <laughs> He's creeping <laughs> me out already. <laughs> we just start standing Ghostbusters 2016. Is, is it bad that you my absolutely fa- cannot make me stand that movie? Yeah. I will not. I've never seen it. I'm never going. So to. real talk, I did because legally I was obligated to when I was in the feminist <laughs> to keep your world. Card. And, but what I couldn't tell anybody is that my favorite part of it was Chris Hemsworth, the guy, yeah. and I was like, well, that's not that's not good. Just very anti-feminist. Oh, movie. you're a male feminist. What name three your fa- three favorite scenes? <laughs> in Ghostbusters 2016. Yeah, Absolutely no. not. So, so, guys, if you have not watched Cobra Kai, uh, go, please, when this episode is over, don't even go watch this trailer. Just go straight to Netflix. Put it on. It is extremely good. William Zabka, Ralph Macchio. Uh, it is an incredible example of that. When it's done correctly, you can take older properties and actually make something worth watching. It's just not easy. You have to make a new story. You can't just do it because this was a popular thing. That's the problem with Hollywood. Once something's popular, you know, you get like Breaking Bad and they go, okay, what else can we do where a guy does a bad thing? To be fair, Better Call Saul is actually very popular. Well, Better Call Saul is off of a character. It's a separate story. That's what I'm saying. So, or even like Friends, right? Like, let's just get a bunch of other people in an apartment, but they're, you know, whatever. Um, Or or people, what if we combine like Seinfeld and Lost? And it's like, make something new. And I think you can. I think uh, Cobra Kai did it. 21 Jump Street, I think, did it. Movies are a little bit different. Um, TV shows are a lot harder to pull off because they, they suck at pulling off long-term storytelling with For sure. old, old, old characters. Uh, if you want to watch a truly horrifying example of what not to do when rebooting something, watch the modern interpretation. Well, the, the original wasn't even not modern. There's a show called The 440 from like the early 2000s. Very, very good. Uh, there's a modern version. Everyone drink every time Brett references something you haven't seen. <laughs> the, the, the the modern, the CW 2019 version is perhaps one of the worst things I've ever seen in my entire life. We talked about the Kung Fu remake. Yes. Where it's not even the same story characters or whatever. It's yeah. like, I guess they're still kicking people and the, that's it. And that's Kung Fu. It's like a young Asian girl yeah. instead of like this dude was, yeah, very different. So, uh, guys, uh, go watch the trailer for season five of Cobra Kai. I would actually be willing to venture, like, a guess that a good amount of the people, if they watch this podcast, if they like the stuff we talk about, they've probably seen Cobra Kai. So, wait. I have a confession. (coughs) Because this seems like it would be... This show would be made for me. Mm -hmm. Because martial arts stuff, campy comedy, romance, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, I watched the first season, and I liked it. I can't ask this question on Twitter because uh, total humble brag. The creator follows me on Twitter. Yeah. I could not get into it. This trailer is so exciting. You're right. Every time I watch a trailer for a new season, especially when Ponytail Guy came back, because he was my favorite bad guy growing up in the Karate Terry Kids. Silver, yeah. Yes, I got very, very excited. But the and what I thought was brilliant about the property is I don't know if they ever said this, but it seemed like there was a YouTube video that went viral that pretty much re uh, configured the original Karate Kid movies to make it look like Ralph Macchio was the bad guy. He is essentially the bad. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the beauty of, of well, the show. How much of that do you credit to How I Met Your Mother? I mean, that yeah. was the whole Barney Stinson angle that he yeah. was actually rooting. He was like, right. Ralph Macchio is such a jerk. He's just like, I don't. I've never seen Karate Kid, but like he has this girlfriend and then this guy like publicly humiliates him at the beach cookout like that's when you have it yes. explained to you and that's what i think gave way to cobra kai uh, uh now i mean i really think that's how to not that this is the segment but like that's how influential how i met your mother was no that's what i was thinking too and so the my problem with it and even in the first season the kid was so johnny's kid was so unlikable 
And when they started to make him the good guy, I couldn't stand like all the young person stuff i couldn't stand the ralph macchio stuff the johnny stuff i loved i think the actor who plays johnny johnny's is great so yeah. good and so funny but i actually didn't watch the other season so if you guys tweet me or dm me on instagram please convince me to watch cobra kai and tell me if i'm crazy because i the kids were so unlikable to me that i couldn't i couldn't continue with it and i feel like i should love the show more than i do you you need to go and watch it it's it's, it's very very good uh, we are once again having problems with the crisis meter, guys. <laughs> oh, no. We're I think we should just it. make it up as we go along. Uh, I'm, I'm getting, I'm starting to get very Guys, remember, if the, we hit 15 crisis parties in a row, Brett is going to bleach his hair. That is. Yeah. He's uh, contractually obligated because no. I bullied him to agreeing to it yesterday. Yeah, guys, she Hannah did. Claire is going to watch and live tweet yeah. Ghostbusters, the female version. That would be, that would, <laughs> that be would take like at least 50 crisis parties in yeah. a row. If there's a day where it's just nonstop crisis parties, I will do that. Yeah. But for now, remember, I mean, you Kate too could get Brett to bleach his hair. Yeah. 15 crisis parties is a, is a lot. To, to, okay, to you can make I it 10. That's I think fine. We're, I think we're good. Uh, I think we're good and we're back now, guys. All right, so to me, the show, it's, it's, they, do, they do shades of gray very well on the show, yeah. meaning that most of the characters are not Bondage? very... Like, yeah, oh, th- I was thinking 50 shades th- That hey. most of the characters in the show uh, are, are colored as not uh, either entirely good or entirely bad. Yeah. Uh, Ralph Macchio's character is a dick. He is. He was a dick he is. the whole time. Yep. Yep. Uh, and and William Zabka's character, like he's not. He's the best. He, he's 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 the funniest guy on the show, but he's clearly flawed. Uh, yeah. They they even work to re, to uh, rehabilitate Crease uh, in, in in the later seasons. Like there are no characters that feel above. Uh, growth and and being shaded as more than yes. just uh, a villain or a good guy, and I think that they do that very well, and they incorporate the the younger audience in in the new kids in a way that feels normal to the point where you kind of forget that the whole concept of the show is absolutely bonkers, ridiculous. <laughs> I was explaining to you before, I'm like the concept of this <laughs> so show funny. is it's literally about karate dojo supremacy in the in the California Valley. That's insane, <laughs> guys. And karate schools don't even exist anymore. They, the UFC literally put the entire sport of karate. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. Out of business. When I was growing up, there were karate schools everywhere. Tiger Shulman's is an MMA place now. I can it's still, not a karate is, place. I think karate still There's exists. Still karate. It's just Barely. that it there. only exists for kids in elementary school. I don't think that, it ever yes. makes the competitive level because you're right. wrestling. And they're in strip malls right. now. They're, they're all yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, like, I think karate is still something, but it's yeah. taught as like, Deep breathing and like peace, and that's how you get little kids to do it. Right, that's what it is. But even or that's now, how you get little kids' parents to more let them and more do it. kids yeah. are doing uh, uh, jujitsu and stuff anyway. But that when you actually said the premise out loud, my favorite implausible but amazing premise in a martial arts show and or movie is Only the Strong where Only the Strong is about another very niche martial art, capoeira which is essentially Brazilian dance fighting 
and the movie Only the Strong, the good guy is a capoeira master. He happens to move into a Florida town where all of the bad guys and drug dealers are also capoeira That's, masters. Well, it, yeah, it's it's like in it's like in the original uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Like, there's nothing funnier than the idea of like a bunch of like ninjas going around and in, in being a criminal element. It's, right. It's my favorite part of it. So. Yes, of course. All right, all right. We're gonna we're gonna start now, guys. We are gonna also get into they're this. called foot soldiers. So uh, just saying. Buddy. Yes. The, the Foot Clan, it's greatest, the Foot Clan. Gr- greatest, greatest group ever. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're going to start, we're going to talk about Aquaman. So basically the idea here is says that Jason Momoa says that Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom will tackle climate change. Yeah. I wanted to Thank put like, a, an eye-rolling emoji <laughs> in this. Like, it's like, I, I know like, the, there's an easy layup here of like how ridiculous this concept is, but this isn't without precedent because uh, uh, Jason Momoa has given speeches to the UN uh, in talks about climate change in the ocean. But the, the number one thing that I thought about when I heard this was like, wouldn't the Atlanteans want climate change because they don't like land dwellers, like mm. people at the surface? Like they don't like that. They want the, wouldn't be, it, it would be like a real estate agent not wanting more real estate. That's a yes. Like, uh, wait, it, no, explain to me what you mean. Cause I don't so, get the, I don't know anything about Okay. So, so in the movie, like, the, okay. <laughs> explain to me the movie. Imagine Let's you live underwater. <laughs> Imagine you live underwater and you have great disdain for people who live above water. Sure, sure, sure. And yeah. climate change is now creating more real estate for you because the ocean levels are but, rising. But the thing is, it's like saying, like, well, if you know, West Virginia absorbed the entire state of Kentucky. Those people don't actually like each other, so they may not actually want to live in one another state. Like, if the people came with them, I don't know that the Aqua people would be happy, yes? They would not. Well, no, because they, they would want to get rid of them. They want to take over. So uh, the other thing... It's that- like I wanted to become water... If only the people drowned. The, the other the thing that's funny about this is like uh, not on my bingo sheet was the idea that I would get a movie that tackled both climate change and had Amber Heard in it. So what I think they should do yeah. is the ultimate heel turn and make Amber Heard, make Mara pro climate change Ooh, in the movie and I, turn her into the bad guy. I like this. Do you think I, she's accepting that she's in her villain era? She's like, she's she, really yes, fighting it and she should just embrace it. She should go for the just full heel. So, yeah. yeah that's what I'm saying. She needs to yeah. just, they just, just turn her into the bad guy yep. uh, and make her and make her the heel in this. So it says a year ago in response to Martin Scorsese's uh, indictment, uh, indictment of superhero movies, Aquaman star Jason Momoa. Thank you. Uh, defended the genre as one of artistic merit he can use to touch on issues he cares about, such as the ocean and the environment. And Jason Momoa has a long history of adv- of doing environmental activism. So Jason Momoa, it would be really funny if the whole movie is just him screaming, like, climate change is what made me a fish man. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about Aquaman, and I love superhero movies, but I, I could never get into Aquaman. First of all, shout out to Jason Momoa. I would... Uh, I would marry him. I I would let <laughs> I would let him do whatever uh, he wanted. He does legit environmental activism yes. um, in Hawaii when they were uh, w- when they were protecting uh, Mount Akea. He was like Thank out you. there. Like he doesn't just tweet stuff. Like he goes out on the front lines, which I think is really cool. And it's also just part of Hawaiians in general, right? Like Hawaiians get not to get all preachy, but Hawaiians get totally screwed over for tourism in Hawaii. We overthrew them, blah, blah, blah. The majority of them who can't afford to stay there, stay there because they're like, we are the ones who are stewards to this land, which I think is like really badass. With that said, anytime you put, 
you try to base a movie around a message. It just, it, it ends up being such sloppy writing. If something comes out of it, great. But if you go, I'm going into this, like the bad guy is climate change. It's My just- guess is this will be a smaller part of the movie than like, like it, it likely will not be a huge aspect of it. It's the, not like Aquaman versus the CEO of Exxon mobile. So, so it says, it says as per the outlet Aquaman in the, uh, in the lost kingdom, will see Momoa's character giving a speech to the United nations, warning them of the disaster looming on the horizon in what closely mirrors a real life conference that the Hawaiian actor held at the UN earlier this year. Yeah. I don't want to give too much away, but we really get to speed up what is going to happen to this earth. And it's not because of aliens. He said Aquaman two's plot while, alluding to the sci-fi trope of invaders from outer space threatening on this uh, threatening life on this planet uh, as was the case in Justice League and the funny thing is this is like a recurring theme they, I remember they made uh, one of the things that almost ruined Peacemaker for me was they made like one of the th- reasons that the aliens were doing what they were doing was because of climate change and it just takes you out of the second you hear those words in such modern terms it takes you out of whatever you're watching you just picture a bunch of writers in LA yes so it says he adds that he wants to raise awareness in a fun way and not tell the same old story so Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom will be an adventure I want the same old story. <laughs> I do not. I do not. I same want old to see, story. I same want, old story. I want aliens yeah, to try and blow sure. up the earth. I don't give a crap about Aquaman fighting climate change. That is me personally. You know what would be awesome? But though? I'm right. If instead of a bad guy, it's just every time Taurus litter, Aquaman <laughs> jumps out of the ocean and just like beats down. Punches some, them like, in the yeah. face. Yeah, 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 just and he teams up with kids. like Mr. Planet or whatever that <laughs> guy Planet. was. Yes, Captain yeah, yeah, Planet. Yeah, bring him back. Go. I think the thing is that's th- that's where they're making a mistake. It, they should keep Aquaman doing whatever Aquaman does, fighting aliens, I guess. I yeah, would have sure. assumed he fought like Sharks. fire or like <laughs> something that dries up water. I don't really know. I guess that's why they think it could be climate change, but then they could relaunch Captain Planet and they would have their oh, man. A whole that, other thing. The fact that they haven't relaunched Captain Planet yet is actually kind as, of mind As like a dark, gritty, noir sort yeah, of. Yeah, like he's really bitter. Yeah, I mean, to your point, I always appreciate when a celebrity is actually behind the cause that they like perpetrate. Yeah. And that's but I want to read his... I, I, go ahead. And maybe then I he should have just left it behind to become Captain Planet yeah. and crossed over. Jason that was Momoa where his passions Captain were. Planet would rule. Also, Brett, can I ask you, so... I've been so disappointed with DC that I, you know, besides like the Nolan Batmans and the James Gunn Suicide Squad, I think we talked about this yes. on the last one. I haven't, I, I love Jason Shazam Momoa. Shazam is good. So I didn't, we talked about that. I actually didn't like Shazam. Well, you're Was wrong. Aquaman good? The first one? It was fine. It looked meh. Thank you. It was meh. Like, okay. like, the, but that's is it like worth the, watching? With DC, that's like the best you can hope for most of the time is meh. Yeah, like that's, right. That's, yes. So I want to read. What well, an indictment of the entire. Which is, it's like, not wrong. The, the other thing he mentions that he has, he gives a speech in the movie, like similar to the UN. They did a similar thing with like T'Challa in uh, in Captain America: Civil War when they gave the speech to. I, it might have even been the UN. I think but, it might have been, yeah. Uh, but it's, you know, I'm getting similar vibes to that. But yeah. I want to read Momoa's actual speech as best as I can here uh, from his actual conference to the UN. He says. Aloha, your excellencies. Oh, can you do delegates. it a little sexier, buddy? No, if I we're cannot. doing Jason Momoa. All right. Aloha. <laughs> uh, <ladies laughs> this is some weird fantasy you're having. <laughs> Let's do Today it. I stand before you as a singular representative of all representative of all island nations. I am honored to represent those who continue to fight as stewards of this planet. As a native Hawaiian born to a mother from Iowa, I have seen how one place can be oblivious to another. The issues facing an <laughs> island can <laughs> Sorry, feel so Iowa. far. The, the, 
the issues facing an island can feel so far removed from a place that is landlocked in the middle of the country. I would also make the argument that Hollywood has no idea how to write about the problems that are actually facing middle America the way that they, uh, they ha- talk about. Ha- the Hollywood doesn't know how to write about Hawaii yeah. or, or Iowa. Or Iowa. But he, uh, to his point, though, he is correct. Yes. When, like, the majority of people don't know that He's we a- overthrew the queen in Hawaii. They don't know it's pronounced Hawaii. You know how many girlfriends have been like, it's about- Hawaii, and I'm like, I'm sorry, it's not. He's also talks a lot about microplastics in here, and I get, like, Luke Rakowski like ideas like I'm, I'm see there's crossovers like, from all yeah. kinds of ideologies <laughs> we gotta get Momoa on IRL <laughs> however with a foothold in two worlds I quickly began to see how a problem for one will soon become a problem for all as a human family through innovation and creativity we have elevated ourselves and perceivably stand as the most powerful beings on earth yet our ego our fear and our relentless drive for profits sorry I had to say it that way mm. uh, and our relentless drive for profits has made us the only species willing to force this harmony uh, to force disharmony with the natural balance of our world, we are living uh, the consequ- We are the living consequence of forgotten traditions. We suffer collective amnesia of a truth that was once understood: the truth that to cause irreversible damage to the earth is to bring the same onto ourselves. Into ourselves, we, the island nations, and all coastal communities, are the front lines in this environmental crisis. The oceans are in a state of emergency. Entire marine ecosystems are vanishing with the warning with the warming of the seas. And as the waste of the world empties into our waters. Uh, we face the devastating crisis of plastic pollution. We are the we are a disease that is infecting our planet. That language scares the crap out of me. I right wonder there. which writer wrote that. For I know, him. right? We are a disease that is infecting our planet from the atmosphere to the abyss uh, to the uh, abyssal zone. Abyssal zone? I don't know what that is. Uh, we are polluted. Like that language at the end gets weirdly. I creepy. hope he looks at someone and is like, "Sir, you are polluted." Yeah, like that's like so. Like at the very least, he cares about it. If they can turn this into a minor aspect, uh, because what they say is they speed up the the process of climate change in the movie, and you, that's how they. they you know who forward. did do this? And uh, I don't know if you guys are gonna know the reference, but man, this is gonna make someone listening happy. The only person besides Jason Momoa who I will watch a movie where they tackle climate change or anything environmental is. Do you remember when <laughs> Sensei Steven Seagal had a phase after his like hard to kill movies where he was just he filmed this movie where he just went to Alaska and fought oilmen? That's awesome. It was the That's best. Hilarious. There was literally a scene where he's being bullied by this oilman, and you know the game where you put your hands on top of someone's game a hand on you try to slap yeah. it? Seagal did the very like if I slap your hands, I get to punch you in the face. If you slap mine, you can punch me. And he just kept beating this man to a bloody pulp, who was a pretty famous character actor. And then he helped him up, and he's like, now you know what the earth feels like. Or like something that, literally insane. That's incredible. Yeah, that reminds was a me of lunatic. Um, uh, somebody might know the reference better than me. There's a, a hilarious X-File episode early on where they're at like a logging camp. Uh, and, and it's uh, and of course it's it's uh, I believe Jason Beggy was the one who was in that episode with them and it's like very like not as heavy handed as it would be today yeah but it was uh, <laughs> that's what I think of when I I'm not gonna be able to pull it up there's also a Rick and Morty Captain Planet spoof where he falls in love with like a girl clap Captain Planet and she just starts. Going on essentially a murder rampage. Darkness Falls. This is actually a classic X-Files episode. It says, a a group of loggers working in a remote forest unearths thousands of deadly insect-like creatures that paralyze and cocoon their victims. See, you could do environmental storylines back in the day. You said to not suck at writing. That's it. 
That's it. It has to be the, you know, they talk about. Oh, this. my God. Chris Carter wrote that. And he's like the worst. He may have created the show, but he's arguably like the least consistent of all the writers. For the there are so many hot takes coming from Brett today. I'm yeah. I love it. it. He's getting his leadership skills back. So I um, it's the same with comedy where if you write because I used to make this. My worst jokes were like, OK, I guess I have to write a joke about abortion because that's uh, a political topic I haven't talked about. Yeah. No, but a, like you don't actually have to do that. Well, exactly. I know you felt the pressure, no, but no, no, I no. feel like I'm here to tell you. Yeah. You don't actually no, 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 need no. anyone to talk so about So that's this. what I'm saying. Like that's where the problem is. When you go, I have to write something about climate change. It's going to be heavy handed when you're writing something that you love because it's funny or because it's a good story. And then suddenly you're like, Oh geez, this is kind of a metaphor for climate change. Like that's awesome. Yeah. Like go for it. Do, do your thing. But it's never going to be as good. If you're like, I have to write around the message. This is, this is uh, they talk about for the betterment of our planet. And I just, I don't, I don't care. I, I just want to see aliens try to blow up the earth yeah. and then see a bunch of like superhero dudes that are clearly actors on steroids yep. to come in. And, and, and save the earth If you want the betterment of the planet Make that movie It makes Brett happy Therefore the planet is better Who yes. gets the Captain Marvel Like is he DC Is he his That's, own thing Technically Captain Marvel Started out as DC Because that was what Shazam was called Not Captain Marvel Sorry ironic. Captain Planet I yeah. forget what it Captain Planet is neither I think it was just a cartoon So could we see kids. a really fun bidding war Over who gets to incorporate them Into their there ridiculous been, metaverse There might have been IDW comics of Captain I don't know Oh yeah uh, maybe I, I don't know Right you gotta find out for me I, Where does <laughs> Captain Planet End up in this hierarchy Of like Look, weird worlds That they've created In a world where like That is like you can, Okay You can't escape activism anymore It's it, You're stuck with it Yeah, there, right. There's no way around it uh, <laughs> I, I want to know if like uh, w Will he be like the sole uh, water dweller who's like fighting back against like Atlanteans who want climate change. Right. Like that'd be kind of cool. The pro, like, the pro climate change faction. Yeah, <laughs> th that's awesome. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. everybody underwater is dressed like a bunch of soulless CEOs. And they're talking and, about the free market. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just like, it's like Milton. Let the market decide. Yeah, Let the market decide. It's like uh, all the bad guys have pictures of Milton Friedman behind them. <laughs> like let's let's go. Let's let's do this movie. It's underwater Ronald Reagan. That would be that would be incredible. I mean, right? I'm in. So, but why aren't the Atlanteans the pro? Like, why wouldn't Jason Momoa be into climate change? Right? If the polar ice caps that, melt, well, they that's have more what I'm water. Saying, like, he's the right. good guy then. But so why? Because, because why can't he, he be the like villain evil? He's actually like I'm. I'm into climate change. See, that's, I want and more, then he gets saved. Water. That's gets, what they need to do with Amber. Her that's what they yeah. need to do with Mara. Just lean into the fact that everybody hates her and make yeah. her super pro climate change. And then all the people that hate her will then suddenly love her because they're dumping on climate. But change. she's not yeah. even really in the movie, right? Uh, we. I, there's no. She's proof been scaled to, back. Scaled back mm -hmm. severely. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't so trust. Weird fish reference too. I. I I don't trust DC to do any sort of nuance. You looked mad at yourself for that I joke. I couldn't let it go. <laughs> so, it was right there. Uh, I don't. I don't trust DC to do any type of nuance with their storytelling. I really don't. No. Nor should what? Nor, nor you should do anyone. not expect the bringers of the multiverse to be nuanced in their storytelling. <laughs> I do not. Brett, this is this is an incredible revelation. This is shocking. Okay. Uh, do you think that this could work before before we go to super chats? Do you think that this is something that could work? I mean, look, I like Jason Momoa so much as a person, and I couldn't bring myself to watch Aquaman one, which is not preachy. So it's like you put painful activism, and I'm not even one of those people. I wouldn't call myself even a climate change denier. I would say that humans do things to the earth that are bad. From, you know, throwing your cigarette butts out to, you know, whatever, factory what farms and stuff like that. But I also don't think that it is what the there was an article this week that my friend uh, uh, Sagar from Rising posted. Um, 
where there was an article in a pretty big publication that was blaming the obesity epidemic on yeah, climate change. I saw that. And I was like, all right, fellas, we got to take that down a notch. Like, it's too hot to eat vegetables. But uh, so I'm not on the side of the left that blames at all but i'm also like yeah man of course we do yeah. we do bad stuff to the planet what like, they should do is they should lean humans. into it and every time he's swimming like a mask gets stuck on him like <laughs> <laughs> oh that made me mad at the left when you see like the mask like just like was washing up the shore yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you just you just see like it's just him like he can't swim to the surface anymore because every time he comes up he's just covered, covered in masks, in ma and only ma masks and syringes <laughs> yes that, that's which is also that was my favorite punk band see, of the 70. Just, alt right aquaman let's go let's let's <laughs> yo i mean there's a huge movement on the right that's pro environmental conservation yeah. right yeah. they're like this is our family or this is our planet we're we got to protect it like we always ascribe it to a left left-leaning thing and it's really not when what I bothers me is that you know what is this movie gonna do are we donating proceeds to some kind of clean up the ocean effort are right. we like just using it to call people to the theater like people who wouldn't wouldn't normally see aquaman who like the environment they're gonna be like well i could go see it because i want to know like that's a good point it too. always like, is tied to emptiness to me which bothers when me. when you were a kid do you remember like were there any preachy movies that we saw where the message even because what they'll probably say is oh it's for the children to see but i never walked out of a movie registering any messages besides like be kind i mean don't the lorax people. is the most famous example of like in pro or like environmental right. theology that that's like taught to children. Yeah, and I was just like, those pictures are cool. I, I I don't know. I think now most of it is not necessarily because the messaging is as heavy-handed as we think. It's because we know what's going on behind the scenes that what the studio executives are thinking of, and we know what these people, what these actors are saying on their social media. So it seems yeah. more blatant. Then I mean, it's still bad. No, you're like right. Said, the, they said that that bit at the end of Peacemaker when they when she mentions climate change in white supremacy. I literally was like, you just you just like sunk like like stuck the landing for seven episodes and then decided to piss all over yourself. Right, 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 in right, the, right. In the final episode, but I I, can't help I agree with you, Hannah Claire. Like they should put your money where your mouth is. Like yeah. do donate the money then. Like I cause if, if this was Jason Momoa sitting in the writing room being like, look, I want to do this movie, but I want an environmental message. This is important to me. I get it. But the movie should honor that. By the way, there I should be a contribution. Yeah, it's, not off, it's not unrealistic to have an Aquaman movie. I also, could, they'll just write it off as a tax donation. Like yeah. this yeah. is, they're not going to lose anything by doing this. They're not Jason not really Momoa as an actor. I could see donating part of what he gets oh, paid. Sure he does. The studios. They're just like, nah, just keep spraying. They're literally just driving their, you know, private planes with their Aquaman money and spraying hairspray out the window and, you know. They well, don't Jason care. Momoa rides motorcycles. Are motorcycles bad for the environment? I have no idea. That's it. It's like yeah. we can all do as well as we can do, right? All right, let's do Super Chats. Okay. Thank you. So the first one from Caper 2X is Unleash the Kraken. I mean, Hannah Claire. Yeah. Is that a hyphen yeah. there? Um, there is not a hyphen in my name. I thought there was for the first like uh, 12 yes. years of my life. I've had, I've really struggled with my name. Did you have an identity crisis after a that? A little bit because my dad is the one who was like, no, there's no hyphen. And I was like, you couldn't have told me before this. Oh, now, um, yeah. You're like pre-hyphen Hannah Claire was a different Hannah Claire. It feels like a different vibe. Partially because paperwork is much easier when you have a double first name and there's a hyphen. People see it as one word when there's right. a space, but it is all your first name. It's just a rough time. I feel like Bad App says, sup jabronis. Uh, sup. Sup. Uh, let's see. Jay Stanley. There, there was a time in my 30s where I was convinced, I, like I was like pretty positive I was 32, and I was just talking like, yeah, I mean, as a 32-year-old, blah, blah, blah. And then my brother was like, aren't you 33? And I was like, oh. what? And I did the math, and I was like, you just robbed me of a year yeah, of dude. my life. I, I, I never made that mistake, but I had a couple of times where I had to like double check when yeah. I hit my mid-30s. Yep. Yep. Jay Stanley says, before tackling climate change, Aquaman should clear co-star uh, Amber Heard's fecal delivery off the seabed. <laughs> 
What uh, a rough time. Uh, will she ever live that down? She I will hope not. not. No. Seabad makes that very good writing, by the way. Waffle Sensei says, Jamie, watch Cobra Kai. By the end of season one, you will not be able to stop. Okay. It's got some cringe with the kids, but the characters are dynamic, and you might just end up loving the people you hate now. Okay. As long as there was honesty that there was cringe with the kids. But the thing is, is like because of the tone of the show, you can't in good conscience say that the kids are cringe and then accept that you're watching a show about, about, dojo, karate. <laughs> about karate dojo supremacy and not accept that, a little, that yeah. a little bit of cringe ah. is not a bad sure. thing sure, sure, like sure. it's fine but I feel like it's an ode to the era that the movie came out in right yes like, it's there is the that there's like there is a there's a part of it that was built in for yeah. sure Hobbit says I'm told HC canceled <laughs> chat have some money uh, I'm all Chet powerful. Is not goes straight to my ego. Chet is on break today. Yeah, Chet For, can't be just, canceled. Just coincidentally, Brett decided today wasn't the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Uh, you Jane, know, we need to enroll Hannah Claire in Chet's coaching program. We, Hank's fit. You Hank. absolutely could not. <laughs> I feel bad because, like, I, I I actually respect what he's doing. Like, I do think if people need a positive message and motivator, like, it's good to be that person. I just can't take him seriously all the time and also better than Colin Hanks it's a lot I I feel like right now he's going through a growth period with his career right it's in flux he was like trying to be a white boy rapper for a minute and maybe that's on the back burner now he's like a fitness coach and the thing is with the pivot I just (laughs) I couldn't come with I wasn't there in the beginning and he hasn't scooped me up I I like the idea that Hannah Claire's just really mad that he's not white boy rapper anymore and she's got yeah because I was a huge fan of that she's got white boy summer posters in her everywhere (laughs) did you not listen to me Uh, you never listen no, no, no. I mean, again, like, if Thank he you. wants to be a motivational speaker, I'm happy for him. Mm-hmm. I think it's good to be a positive person. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you know, let's let's not make him the, the saint we seem to be I'm on sure. track to canonize him as. Okay, James Orenthal Noen says, please have Jamie Reed, and I can't say it. Oh, boy. Uh, that said, how many crisis party minimums to get to flying, uh, to get you to, to flying Gogo Plata, Tim? Oh, uh, that's a jujitsu move, and I think he wants me to. It sounds like physically assault Tim Pool. <laughs> I feel like, but a Google plot is a dope Tim move. Also, like, could have been Tim Kennedy. Oh, could have been Tim Kennedy. I don't think Tim has ever agreed to uh, a jujitsu match with me. No, I mean, I don't think Tim has agreed to be a part of our like when we hit this many crisis parties oh, thing. He's not yeah, in this yeah, room. Yeah. We can really only promise things that happen with people who are in this room. Yeah, I can't really be like, hey, bro, I got to. Uh, I gotta fight. If you, you. could just like hold right, hold that position message. right there. Oh, okay. Like on my phone. Yeah. What? On the company stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I do want to just point out that if everyone who was watching gave about three dollars and fifty cents, we would hit ten crisis parties, and Ben and Brett would have to bleach his hair. <sighs> so anything is possible. It's all up to you. I, um, I make I make the the precedent that like uh, I, I make the stipulation that if we do so, I get to grow it out. And then, like, style it a certain way. No, I'm not just. No. Di- I'm not dying my short hair. Dying your short hair blonde. <laughs> I'm not doing that. He's not dying his short hairs, everybody. No. Guys, those either. It's only three dollars, and Brett will have to do it immediately. I have. No. <laughs> I have the bleach on the table. Not as soon agree- as we hit our tenth consecutive. It's uh, fifteen. Party. Fifteen, not ten. Uh, I stand by it either way. When I first met Hannah Claire, I was like, this is one of the sweetest people I've ever met. And now I'm just like, are you a monster? No, I only use my powers for good. I want Brett to have a successful podcast. Are you kidding me? <laughs> now you're gaslighting him too. I'm not gaslighting him. He knows that this is Next part of the Dead King. super chat. Wait, did you get the thing? Do you want to read that? Oh, uh, oh God. I, I don't think I could read it well. Um, you don't have to if you don't want to. But also... Uh, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, I can't well. Okay, we're sorry about that, dude. I, 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 I can say uh, aloha. How's it, bro? <laughs> there you go. Caper2x says a speech uh, a speech in the UN a la Namor, DC Namor. boy. Namor? What yeah. is that? Already done. Yes, yes, I, I, I'm over the speeches. I, I'm over Paula. The, they should have just retired any type of political situation in, in superhero movies after Captain America uh, Winter Soldier. Okay. Yeah. Sullivan Stud, Sullivan Stud 7 sent in some money but didn't say anything, so thank, thank you. you. Thousand Foot Deep End says, Karate isn't completely gone. My sensei from 20 years ago still runs a local dojo, but to Jamie's point, the majority of his students are kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's what happens. I think it's seen, and weirdly it's seen as safer, so you can start yeah. kids there, and then if they decide to continue on, they might pick up UFC or like something else. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the problem with karate, if you were debating what to put your children into, um, the problem with karate is you don't spar so so that that, that's what happened is you had a bunch of 12 year old black belts who got that from just doing you know punches in the air and katas and breaking boards and then uh, jujitsu came along and it's all sparring you can spar it right we we wrestle until i choke you or extend a thing till it's going to break and you tap out right so it would be uh, the equivalent of if you only did stand-up comedy in front of a mirror and you're like i'm a comic it's like well you don't (laughs) know what it feels like to have an audience to have a waitress to have a bottle break to have a heckler to have all this stuff and so i would actually say if you do want to teach your kids discipline doing it where there is some kind of accountability and the kid actually knows what it's like to tap out not always to win like that is a really good thing and i think the reason that you know when i go to a bar with ufc fighters we are the least likely group of people to get into a bar fight and the person who's talking all the trash and getting drunk and trying to like peacock in front of his girl is a person who has never been slapped in the mouth before uh because fighters actually know even as good as they are they all know what it's like to get their ass kicked as well and i think that's really important like i, I used to teach jujitsu to kids like those kids were really really cool and then you know they could scrap Okay, Ardvark maybe two nineteen says Jamie keep laughs on uh, laughs going on went on IRL. I watched the next morning on the treadmill and I've almost fell off <laughs> laughing a few dozen times. Well, I get so I never realized my laugh was a thing until Tim's audience. But uh, uh, oh yeah, the last episode, Larry Elder told a story. <laughs> told a story that made me laugh so hard about a, I mean, go watch the episode, but it was about when a basketball team was getting complaints because, or they weren't getting complaints, but they were trying to pander to, it was in a mainly white town. So the guy was like, we should get, we should get like a, a white starting lineup. And Larry Elder was just describing how bad they were. And I, I mean, I, I couldn't breathe. I was yeah. laughing so hard. So anyway, uh, thank you very much. And I will continue to do that. Caper2x says, the multiverse is Marvel, Hannah Claire. MMM. I was always under the I impression to... that the multiverse was first in The Flash, but I, I could be wrong. Which one is The Flash? The, uh, in, it's the in... one where he runs around assaulting people to different no, states. No, I get that, but is it like, no, is I... it Marvel also or is it no, DC? No, that's, that's DC. But uh, yeah. Caper2x, I, I take it. The, the thing authority. is, I think I should I really just get like a map. I really thought better. I'm the... sorry, everybody. <laughs> Uh, well, we're get, we we'll, missed it. Sorry. We'll, we'll redo that one when we get to to subject three. No, I don't want to redo no. it anymore. We're gonna redo. It's done. You get a you get, you get a mulligan. <laughs> you get a mulligan later. Everyone has off days, Jamie. Oh my gosh! Stop bullying everybody. 
No. Um, Waffle Sensei. Waffle Sensei. Brett, I know where we are. <laughs> See, I'm being bullied. It's like the chain of bullying. Brett doesn't think I can do this job. Mary, you have to come back. Man, I'm man super chat. The thing I'm is, Brett swing. asked Mary's me. Mary's never coming back. We know that, right? Brett asked me to do this, and then he's like correcting me as I do it. No one believes in me. Okay. Uh, Waffle Sensei says the abyssal zone is the. Uh, is a portion of the ocean below 2,000 meters and above 6,000 meters that holds a very distinct ocean life that is crucial to the o- ecosystem. I didn't know that. I cool. love science. I think this is cool. Science also, is cool. I, I love the science. That's I what, love the science. I love All the of science. It. Some of it more than others, but a lot of science is very, very cool. I trust it too. I trust the science. Hmm. I sarcastic. Brett, it did that thing where it scrolled. I swear I'm good at my job. Oh. I just am controlling the situation. Weren't you just yelling at me for trying to help? Stop and now, fighting. Now, and now. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Brett just knows <laughs> that I uh, have to give him a hard time. And to be fair, we do it to each other. Okay. Convincing Reality says, echoing people online, I have to wonder what the carbon footprint is of the movie. I don't like the moral lectures from Hollywood. I think it's a good point. You were saying like, they're all just going to get on a private jam- like yeah. flight. They all book they're, flight. They're counting money. Right. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I, I, I will say that this used to happen when I was uh, shut up everybody. But when I was a vegan, people would always be like, well, yeah, but you have an iPhone and that's bad. Or, yeah, you eat almonds and blah, blah, blah. I what I still don't like while whilst uh, perusing over towards the right and more to the center. I'm like, OK, maybe it's not as big a deal as I used to think it was. Don't let those people gaslight you into thinking you're right leaning, dude. You're you're you're. Firmly in the center. You're yeah, right I'm now. in the center. Um, but I think that... I would that say you're still left. Like, probably. Like me. Right. I, uh, I'm I, I'm calling myself... I'm a bleeding heart centrist is, is the way I've been describing it. But I will say, don't use... You kids and your labels. Okay. So funny. Um, my pronouns are. Um, I th- don't use silliness in Hollywood as an excuse to do nothing, right? Because I see that sometimes where people just go, oh, what, what's the point of being, you know, uh, vegan, like almonds are bad or plants feel things or whatever. It's like, right, right, right. But that also means you don't have to be throwing your like cigarette butts out the car window. Yeah. Like e- we're all complicit. Hollywood's complicit. You're complicit. We all eat uh, from the factory farmed food. We all step on bugs. We, we, you know, we're not doing it on purpose. All of our iPhones are made from like slave children. It's all bad. But when you become made aware of something, but, but, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, they're they're constructed of the skin of slave children. Yeah. However, I am not lecturing you on how you have to live your life. Well, and though. that's the thing. But we can also, you know, if you see a chance to be better, be better. And if if you're if, if you can't help it, because like why. I need this iPhone. All right, cool. But you also don't have to give people crap who are trying. But yes, Hollywood are probably the biggest hypocrites out of everybody. Yeah. Nessa Lennon says Captain America is produced by DIC Sailor Moon slash Inspector Gadget slash Speed Racer. When are they going to bring back Inspector Gadget? That, is that a, was didn't a they try that? They tried that like was, ten years ago. Was it Steve Carell? And we just can't uh, beat the original. Yeah, 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 I mean the original was great. I know. I, I'm not against that. It. And uh, oh, did they ever try? Oh, they did try to do this. Maybe this was also there was a Steve Speed Carell. Racer one not that long ago too. That looked bad. Yep. Um, Get Smart. Did they ever try to do that? <laughs> I don't. I, I love Get Smart as a kid. I grew up on Get Smart and Murphy Brown. I was like, I was such a. There was a Murphy Brown reboot not that long ago, or they re, they restarted Murphy Brown. Really? Yeah, and it, it went like half a season. Or I can see it like being that. pretty rough. Yeah. yeah. I just think we we could try new things. Brett, do you want me to read Bad App's comment? You do not need to. Read <laughs> Bad App. Brett rejects your comment. Uh, Jonathan John Harrison says old movies with political messaging. Yeah. Star Trek uh, Four: The Voyage Home. The Voyage Home. They are not the hell. Uh, wait, what? 
They are not the hell your whales. Yep. Well, even like X-Men, right? Yeah. X-Men, was, I, I just rewatched uh, Deadpool 2, which, man, I think is the most underrated Marvel movie, period. It is so good. Josh Brolin is so good. Domino is so good. And uh, Ryan Reynolds makes a joke, or someone makes a joke about how the X-Men, yeah, it was clearly a metaphor for racism in the 60s, and we don't need to do that anymore. And But like the entire premise of X-Men was a political statement without it being preachy and awful. It was still just a superhero thing. But yeah, there's this like side of community, uh, this community and it's being ostracized by these like politicians who are like, they're others and blah, blah, blah. And it's, you can take I mean, the metaphor, never, like, you can leave the metaphor. You could, you could take it as anybody that felt different. Anyone that is, felt different. Which is far more inclusive than the than, than a more generalized, than, than a less generalized. Well, country. and by the way, that is the best kind of storytelling when anybody can see their plight in the storytelling. Like the preacher you make it, you're actually making it worse storytelling yep Heidi K says sorry Brett thank you for contributing to the Brett's gonna bleach his hair if we get 15 consecutive crisis party funds I just figured did the math again now that he's saying it's not 10 it's 15 if everyone who's watching contributes four dollars <laughs> Brett will bleach his hair let's go in fact I will probably do it for him let's go I think this is a great game get 20 like we're marrying Hannah Claire off let's to, do to it absolutely not let's we're do marrying it. Hannah Claire off at 20 yeah. I, I, 20 come on Brett yep uh, Walker Texas Danger says at 10 crisis parties, Brett bleaches his hair 15. and Hannah Claire joins Hank Fix. Meet each other halfway. That's amazing. I will do a full review of Hank's Fit if we get to like, I don't know, 25 crisis parties <laughs> Also, can we take a moment to appreciate that dude's screen name? Oh yeah, every time, Hank, so solid. Walker, every time Texas. Walker Texas Danger contributes, I say oh, that is incredible. Lordy, I also Lord. feel like we're an NPR fundraising drive. It's like, you two could get a tote bag. Yeah. But honestly, don't you want to see Brett with ble- bleached no. blonde hair? No. Yes, of course we do. No, they do not. Amtrue13 says, what can I say? Oh, it's my day off, lol. Boredom is a terrible thing, lol. Thanks for joining us, pal. Thank you for letting us entertain you today. N. Stein just sent a smiley face, and I think it's for Brett's hair bleaching. (laughs) I think this is good. Uh, Thank you, Bad App, for that last one there. (laughs) Am I not supposed to read it? I don't know. Yeah, I think you can read that one. Go ahead. (laughs) Okay, Bad App says, Brett will get so much tang with bleached hair. Nice. Right, you've heard it from the one, the only. Well, I, I t- was the first one something that he had to swap the word "tang" with. Uh, kind of, yeah. Oh, great, yeah. good, 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 Not good, ta- good edit job. Yeah. Good second draft, buddy. All right, we're gonna move on. We're gonna talk about Bryce Dallas Howard, who says that she was paid so much less for the uh, for the Jurassic World trilogy, so much less than Chris Pratt, than the star of yeah, the movie. That, yes, than the star of the movie. So, uh, Jurassic World star Bryce Dallas Howard says she was paid so much less for the trilogy than Chris Pratt, though co-lead helped negotiate deals on ancillary revenue. Well, ancillary revenue is how you make your money in, in that industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, basically, the idea here is, uh, you know, the world is awful, and everyone should make exactly the same amount of money all the time uh it says around the time of jurassic world uh, the jurassic world sequel fallen kingdom uh in their 2018 release reports surfaced of a pay gap amongst the film's cast with bryce dallas howard making two million dollars less than co-lead chris pratt however will they survive uh, <laughs> uh she made a total of eight million for the three movies well he made uh they said so he made 10 million for the for the three movies what's funny about this is like he had just come off of like Guardians, right? He's a bigger actor than He's she is. He's a bigger I don't actor. Understand why this I is didn't know who she was. That's Ron Howard's daughter. I what? didn't know who she was prior to this series. I, don't, I couldn't tell you anything else. She I couldn't tell in. you what she was. She's in. great. She's beautiful. Whatever. Yep. But. 
Chris Pratt has been working and building for a long time. It's not surprising to me that he charges more per hour. That would be like her making her directing debut and being mad that her dad makes more. It's like, your dad is Ron Howard. Yep. She directs, too. She, she's done uh, several Star Wars episodes. I hate when they misconstrue the gender pay gap, which is supposed to be, like, equal pay for equal amount of work, which is already, uh, you know, misconstrued as it yeah. is. But, like, in this case, they're not doing equal work. He's the star of the movie. He also was better uh, better known, so he's not considered Yeah, this the is the person. thing. If you're doing the same amount of work or you have the same amount of fame, like, yeah, dude, of course I want you to make the same amount of money. But it's, you know, the WNBA... <laughs> Like, they can't make as much as NBA players because nobody watches they that. They don't make any money. Yeah, if people watched it... they That's literally funded through the NBA. The NBA basically subsidizes... They the have to... It's like the NBA's charity that's project. It. She says, uh, the reports were so interesting because I was paid so much less than the reports even said. So much less. She said during uh, said in the published piece earlier this month, uh, earlier Monday, as part of the campaign for Jurassic World threequel, Dominion's home entertainment release. When I started negotiating for Jurassic Park, it was 2014 and it was a different world, and I was at a great disadvantage. And unfortunately, you have to sign on for three movies, and so your deal set. She should have negotiated for more. Mm-hmm. If well, she's not, then that tells you that it's got nothing to do with you. It's got to do with the role. Yeah, and guys, she, we didn't learn that women make less. We learned that women are worse negotiators. Yeah, they are. That's li- that is actually the... This that, is like documented over and over yeah. and over really? again. That oh, is yeah, yeah, I'm not reason. even kidding. Uh, I thought I was just is, making an edgy joke. No. No, sociology beat you to it. This is like just <laughs> the way it is. Uh, women treat negotiations differently. They come into things they don't approach asking for things the same way men do. And so yeah. it's just to- totally different. But she goes on to say that Pratt, Chris Pratt is the one who was like, don't worry, I'm going to like, I'm going to help you in whatever way I can. I'm going to negotiate for both of us. So like we're painting this as a like evil Chris Pratt, that Bible something white guy. I actually had to, to earn more than sweet Bryce Howard. It's so annoying. I did like two thumbnails where one talks about like her earning less and one talks about him coming to the rescue and uh, helping negotiate for high. So which one's worse? Is it, is it worse that she earns less or is it worse that the, that the straight white male who's Christian came in and saved the day? The thing yeah. is, it's not bad that she earns less because they are different. They bring a different amount of value to the table that both are good, but like, which is why they lock them down for three movies rather than, yeah, when, than doing also, like, she's not earning less than, like, every man on set. Like, yeah. who is she earning right. less? Right, if the dude who was, like... She's earning less than the lead actor yes. who is more famous than who she is. Who is the lead actor? If she was earning less than, like, the dude who makes the raptor noises, I'd be like, all right, this is a little well, he's insulting. He's really good. He's a, He's got the cornerstone on his profession. He's a, 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 the thespian of the raptor world. There's he's top dollar. I mean, you have to really pay for him. <laughs> You're not allowed to make eye contact with him backstage. He's no. very... Yeah, he's very demanding. There is a, a Hollywood obsession, especially among uh, the females, uh, with the concept of fairness uh, in, in pay uh, right now. I, I mentioned the 355. Everyone knows I, I, they, 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 that uh, Jessica Chastain fought for equal pay amongst the three leads, even though she carried a greater name than uh, I forget who the other two actresses were yeah. in that movie. <laughs> but the point don't. is, your name is one of the most important aspects of who you are in Hollywood, and it carries weight and it carries value. Yeah. So she, you do all this work, you build up your name, or if you're Chris Pratt, you start off on TV, you work your way up to making Guardians of the Galaxy, now you're helming your own franchise, even though you're an unlikely action hero, to be completely fair yeah uh he's kind of like the a modern day version of like an action hero as, yeah as, so, so far as we allow that to exist and uh, uh and his name the work he's done previously all adds up to what he's worth and it seems like they have a constant need to degrade what you've worked on in the name of what everyone else deserves not what you deserve 
Yeah. I mean, it would be one thing if, yeah, like Chris Pratt was the a second or third character and the lead was. Mm-hmm. Bra- like the movie's about Bryce Howard and like he m- makes a, a, a cameo or whatever. This is actually something I, I mentioned. I, I was I, to- I shared that like ridiculous review earlier of like the episode of Hawaii Five-0. Oh, well, yeah. Something that happened with that show was... Um, uh, the guy who play the guy who plays Steve McGarrett, uh, Alex O'Loughlin, and um, Scott Kahn were the leads of that show. Uh, they they played the leads, and then uh, Daniel Day Kim and Grace Park were Jim secondary. from Lost. Yes, that's uh, right. Uh, so so they like they were secondary characters, uh, and they made uh, obviously Dano, the guy who played Dano, the guy who played Steve, made more money because they'd been the helm of the series for for eight years, and. Uh, Daniel Day Kim and Grace Park walked away in like season seven or eight because they weren't making the same as the stars, right. which made no sense because you're at that point, it's become an ensemble show, but it's still their names are still the first ones that come up when you look at the credits. Right. They've built the franchise around those two people well, and, it, and they walked away and then claimed it was because of discrimination. No, this makes it worse for women. Like when you are complaining about something that so obviously does not have to do with gender. People take like are there cases of women being treated terribly in Hollywood? Yeah. Are there cases of creepy guys in Hollywood? Yes. Are there cases of, you know, maybe a woman should have been being paid more and got, you know, taken like, uh, yes, 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 yes. All those things exist. But if these are the stories we're talking about, when those real stories or those real complaints do come up, no one's going to take it seriously because this just sounds like spoiled privileged crap. Yep. This was, uh, if I, if I have it here, the quote that he, that this guy had talking about, uh, about them. This is not about obviously the main story. It says, uh, Where's the... I might not be able to find it here. Um, okay, so he says, On the departure of Grace Park and Daniel Day Kim from Hawaii Five-0, both actors chose not to extend their contracts. CBS was extremely generous and proactive in their renegotiation talks, so much so that the actors were getting unprecedented raises, but at the end of the day, they chose to move on. No one wanted to see them go. They are irreplaceable. They did the right thing. Even if they felt they were worth more, you can agree or disagree on whether... That you know they were worth as much as they were offered, but they walked away, yeah. when they, and that's what you should do. You cannot walk away from the three picture deal before the three pictures are done. Yeah. Well, what I was gonna say is, I think this is sort of an interesting take because Deadline is referencing an interview she did with Business Insider, and it's unclear to me if she, it looks like they brought it up, saying like, "Well, how do you feel about all the reports that you're getting paid less?" And in some ways, like to her credit, I don't think she has publicly come out and been like, "I wasn't paid fairly." She just is being asked like, "This is what I, bothers me about the way this narrative has uh, become a part of our central conversation." Like Bry- Bryce Dallas Howard isn't even saying that she is unhappy with what she got paid. She did get paid less than Chris Pratt. Yeah. I'm sure. Everyone wants to earn more money. So is but they're the asking media her, spinning right, well, it? And yeah. they're asking her as a female actress to comment on this because they feel like she should be outraged. They want that soundbite. Like, I, I feel in some ways bad for her because she doesn't even say like, yeah, I felt like I felt mad about it. It feels like she's being asked to be a symbolic yeah. figure of a wronged woman. So I remember I interviewed one of the like VPs of PETA and I don't like PETA. And even when I was vegan, I didn't like PETA. I Me think, and Mary make fun of PETA all the time. Yeah, I think a lot of the stories that come out 
about PETA make vegans look really bad and probably have a bunch of people like spite eating hamburgers, right? But this is really interesting and it kind of is, is similar. I asked this guy, I go, hey man, there's so many bad things that everybody can agree on with like factory farming and stuff like that. I mean, hunters agree. Um, I'm friends with Rob Wolf, the best-selling paleo author. He agrees, you know, why aren't we all talking about factory farms? Why don't, and then this is at the time that a story came out that PETA was outraged because Barack Obama killed a fly. Mm. And he goes, what happened? happens is press calls them and they go how do you feel about barack obama killing a fly and they go well we don't really care we're focusing on this big issue this big issue and they go right 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 but if you had to comment on barack obama and finally they just go i don't know man if i have the choice i'm not going to kill a fly and then suddenly it's PETA comes out so a lot of times it is press manipulation yes the media does an absolute disservice to the actors who might just be trying to mind their own business which because bryce is gonna look if i was chris pratt and i was trying to help her out and i just see this headline I'm going to be like, oh, homie, are you throwing me under the bus? But when they yeah, I bet they don't. Could they, be don't. The they know the game. I mean, I feel they like especially yeah. like from what I've understood. Well, I've I'm a seen, sensitive snowflake, guys. But so I've I'd only seen a couple interviews where they like talk about how their kids hang out. Like they seem to have a built a relationship oh, outside cool. of this. So presumably, you know, they aren't saying like, how could you say this to me? She's they know each like, other call well him enough. on the way home. Yeah. Right, right, right. But to a certain extent. This could be true of anyone else who thinks about maybe working with Bryce Dallas Howard. Like, oh, maybe she's going to be a, a problem and she's going to complain about this. Like, right. I don't I would hate to be forced to be the figurehead of a trendy issue that I actually don't feel involved with. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, it would be cool if she was just like, I made enough. I mean, what she said, like, was like, yeah, I didn't I, I made significantly less. And then but also Chris Pratt is too offered to help me negotiate. Is, so what's the. Is $2 million significantly less than the dude who's literally the star of the movie? Right. I, I, I actually disagree on that. I, yeah, I, that's a good point. I mean, she's acknowledging she made less, which she did. I mean, th that's what I think. If she tries to lie and be like, no, I made what I earned, all the feminists are going to be like, how could you even say that? Right. She's kind of in this Like, she has situation. to respond to it. They kind of like, it's, it's like, you know, journalistic entrapment. Like, need her to comment on it, and she has to walk this weird line. I feel bad for her. But in that being said, I have a lot of sympathy for her because she's always seemed perfectly nice in all sure. the interviews I've watched. I have no actual understanding of what she's like. Yeah. I actually lo I love that like the guy had to come through and save her on the negotiations Very too. Funny. He's like, "Don't worry, I'm going to take care oh, of yeah, it. Oh yeah, don't love, worry, don't I, worry, sweet tits. I got this. I love traditional gender roles. <laughs> I'm is, all for it. What I will say is that Chris and I have discussed it, and whenever there is an opportunity to move the needle on stuff that hadn't already been negotiated, like a game or a ride, he literally told me, "You guys don't even have to do anything. I'm going to do all the negotiating. We're going to be paid." The same and you don't have to think about this Bryce it's like what Bru is he your husband what a hero like, Bru <laughs> what a hero every dude. time I come on this show there's a different article about Chris Pratt just that's supposed to make you hate him and it just makes me love him I think I became religious after the last one where I'm like if Chris Pratt believes in God yeah. I, I want to go down that route she says I love him so much for doing that uh, I, I like the idea that more that she's like a big Arnold Schwarzenegger fan and like wants to get close to him because uh, he's married to Schwarzenegger's daughter oh, interesting yeah. I just pictured him swinging in on a rope to negotiate a <laughs> contract for her and then swinging out <laughs> like but uh, that's like what they're saying like he is this like I mean, they're trying to present it as like he's this alpha man who's trying to push her out of negotiations. Girl, she initiate she negotiated her first three contracts and didn't go that yeah, well. She That's did why this poorly. other stuff matters. Yeah. Yep. So Chris, Chris uh, Pratt rules. When, when he's, was, he's my Chet Hanks. When I was taking my notes, I just wrote typical Chris Pratt W. Yeah. <laughs> like, Brett, how much do you want Chris Pratt and Keanu Reeves to team up? I do. Because you love nice Keanu Reeves. I love. Uh, I, nice, lo oh. I love good guy Keanu stories. I love good guy Pratt stories. I will like, throw up with excitement. I would like if we could get a Chris Pratt and Keanu bad guy buddy cop 
movie yeah. where they're where they they're both, both good cops. No, they both play dirty cops. Like they both play bad guys. No, I don't want and that. And then at the end, they're all like, "We're sorry, we're gonna donate to a charity." <laughs> yeah. And all the money goes to like puppies and kittens yeah. and yes. like underserved children. Yeah. That's what yeah. I feel like. That's what their charity. So like, Bryce Dallas be, Howard. They would find hey. the most inoffensive charity to give to. Like it's not it's not political. They're like, no, gonna, I think it they would be a shelter. Both, it would be a I puppy think, shelter. I'm not even kidding. I think it would be like something to like offer support to underserved children yeah. i also want to point out th this is what made me want to cover this originally was just the framing of the headline this is just a repeat of the article but it says bryce dallas howard says that she made so much less than chris pratt on the jurassic world movies but reveals how the co-lead how her co-lead made things right somehow implying that the right thing to do was for him to negotiate less on his own behalf so that she could make more i mean like i think it's nice of him to be like no we're a unit i'm gonna like advocate for you too i'm sorry that your agent got you a terrible deal in the beginning like yeah. that's wrong yeah <laughs> oh okay. guys 14 to go and then brett bleaches his hair let's go yeah. i'm just saying like that that's framing right there like that they're framing it as that one is right and one in the and that him like just saying like oh you get what you get would be what wrong. if he had been like no i'm glad you're getting less than me yeah like, then they would have been like finally he's like he's needed. like get in the kitchen lady <laughs> even know why you're here make us snacks that would be hilarious <laughs> uh, so, so, I mean, make us snacks and then you can't eat any because you got to keep those birth and hips looking hot oh my gosh look at this money <laughs> this is happening let's do, let's do super chats okay kp2x says for bleaching bread <laughs> oh boy uh in the 1960s the x-men was how stanley took on the civil rights movement he was also jewish and understood discrimination yeah yep and it's a classic, right? I totally. feel like people don't understand that like you don't and, have to. And just you didn't quote. need Cyclops going in front of the UN being like, we are like black people and Jews. It's like it was just good storytelling. Like we get it. I just want like any like I want mine. Like I watched Demolition Man the other day. Yeah. Just a fantastic <laughs> satire. On. Like I, yeah. I want more. I just want ultra violence with no story at this point in my movies. I don't want any because they can't help themselves. So I actually want the movie to make as little sense as possible. Uh, I just want yep. it to. <laughs> I, I just so I, profoundly disagree with this, but again, like, I just think we should hold ourselves to a higher standard. We expect more out of the people who are producing entertainment. Like, we shouldn't pay for the worst garbage because then it's like, okay, cool, let's continue to produce garbage. Yeah. Well, well and you can, can make garbage with no political message. I'm fine. Well, well you, and there's a bunch of people who would then take it as like they're willing to spend money on this. It must be good. It must be what they want. Like, they don't understand that you're like, yeah, I guess, whatever. Well, you can also you can make good like two Bretts point there was a phase i wrote this whole rant in like this script i have about this where there was a phase where they were trying to make martial arts movies they were trying to give a plot but it was still the crappy writers of martial arts movies so it was these like jason statham movies that had like one fight scene two fight scenes and then just these terrible like convoluted plots with jason statham statham and it was horrible you see wrath of man no, that was the uh, which one call it? Yes, yeah. no, I, I was curious about that one because that one looked like it had a story but could be decent. Man is pretty good. But like my favorite is still Transporter Two. Like guy has to drive a guy somewhere and fights everybody. Like is that you, was it. But uh, my favorite martial arts movie of all time barely has any dialogue, which is The Raid. Yeah. But you watch the raid and the fights are so cinematic. The storytelling is within the fights. Um, you don't need some dumb plot and a martial arts actor trying to act. If you want to see something truly awful in, in the best way, I do. watch the Transporter TV show. 
Oh, I tried, I think. <laughs> it's so bad. It was and bad, I, right? And I loved every single bit of it. They it's, tried to do a Bourne one, too, and I love Bourne. I never well. saw it. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah. But there, there's a, yeah Chris, I think it was called Treadstone. Chris Chris Vance was the was the transporter. Oh, no. And Chris Vance is a fantastic TV actor, but he is no Jason Statham. No. Uh, the Transporter 2 ruled. I saw it in the theater three times. Chad Mobley says Don Cheeto played Captain Planet on YouTube. More, they did a YouTube remake, or you like saying, a or was it like a sketch? I think it might have been a sketch. Probably a sketch. That's hilarious. The f- I, like I said, we'll end up getting a Captain Planet movie eventually. Dark, gritty reboot of Cla- of Captain. That's what Planet. I was saying. Yeah, make it like noirish. It's, that's awful. It's they terrifying. don't want their powers. Uh, are we in thousand foot deep end? Yes. Okay. Yes. Every time I try to tell you where we are, you yell at me. You've conditioned me to ask for your help. You're like Chris <laughs> Pratt. Try to always save the day. Hey, mom and dad, uh, cut it out. <laughs> thousand foot for. deep end <laughs> says we're still beating a dead horse about pay gap. Uh, yep. Beating the be- dead pay gap horse. Yes. I mean, the thing is earnings gap. Yeah. And to be fair, dumb. the girl that beats the horse makes less. <laughs> I think this is just the most it's like both a useful topic and we have to keep talking about it because it's always misconstruing data like it's yeah. so misinterpreted that it bothers me so much to I like when people report with accuracy and this is a topic that they never report with accuracy Tim mentioned on uh, like one of his segments earlier said that millennial women make more than millennial men mm-hmm. is that true I have to look at the data, but like I I'm trust him start, to fact check himself. I'm going to start talking about the gender pay gap and not tell people I'm talking about men, not women. Oh, the other hilarious. argument is that more women are going to college, and so more yeah. women are taking on student loan debt. So even if they're making more, they're mm. ultimately still. Oh my god, we're going to have a gender debt gap next. Yeah, there's yeah. going to oh be god. a gender yeah. debt gap, and uh, then they're going to be like, "How can we let this happen?" It's like because you propped up this broken system. Anyways, I became pal uh, Christine. What's your name? Hoff Summers. Christine Hoff Summers. She came to one of my shows in Toronto, and we kind of became buddies. And I remember just. All I heard about her is that she's just this evil witch who hates women. And then I started like reading the stuff she wrote about the pay gap. And I was like, oh, this isn't even her being mean. It's just there were facts that I thought were one way and they're actually not. Like stories like this where you yeah. just have to look at it a little. Well, it's the, the, the women. It's like just... no one's rooting for a gender pay gap. No. I am. Well, right. <laughs> well, but part of that is because Based when you send women Claire. to the workforce, you're just doubling the workforce. They never increase pay, and it also make, puts more strain on family life. Like I think collectively, if it if we said there was a gender pay gap, but because women were having the option to stay home more, and the family was more secure as a unit, right? Like, I'm all for it. Totally. Uh, Joss Josu says Hannah Claire has a great face. Thank you. I grew it myself. <laughs> um, Not a hyphened face. Einstein says they should donate to that hospital heard bailed on. Hey, that's a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> she never she never paid off her. We got to check in with Elon, see what he's doing remember, to cover her debts you to charity. Stop, uh, stop t- taking these like pledges as donations. A pledge is not a donation. Oof. Bad App says Jamie would bring the gay to the sassy gay boys. <laughs> uh, yeah, have you heard about this subculture that we have going on Pop Culture Crisis? No, but I guess I'm I'm, I'm doing it. I guess it's, it's like it's when what Ian and Dane yeah, and Brett are on. Yeah, it was it was an all guy. It was it was an episode for the boys. Oh, I yeah. I'm 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 in. <laughs> Terrence Rice says couldn't wait. Yep. Terrence Rice says sorry, it jumps on me. Couldn't comment earlier, but I've been listening. Look up Don Cheadle, Captain Planet. You wouldn't, be, you won't be disappointed. Makes little sense and is violent. Oh, I love it. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, oh, no. Guys, we've been taking a pause from our live stream so uh, can live I'll out their be, dreams. I'll be back in like fifteen minutes. What a so fantastic excited. review for you two! This is freaking. This is the best news Ooh. I've heard all day. 
Okay. The last of my kind says Stanley denied the civil rights claim. Ooh, we've got some controversy Ooh, in the chat. The authors in the 80s started the civil rights narrative. Hardcore Henry, all violence movie recommend. recommend yes, that. Hardcore Henry. Frick yeah. I love the idea of Stanley being like, <laughs> keep blacks away from me. And they're like, oh no, Stanley. No, it was just, it's just they're saying that like that that got like I remember people talking about this, but I didn't make that comment earlier because I don't. I'm not well enough informed on this. That I, I mean, I, I, I just knew it as sort yeah. of like a. Uh, urban legend or whatever yep. <laughs> not yeah you know. bad up says is there a pay gap on pcc pop your top off brett uh that's gonna cost extra my friend yeah. i'm sorry i, I also want to point out that uh <laughs> so his chest hair is terrence, dyed blue already, terrence rice mentioned couldn't comment earlier i don't know if he meant like couldn't as in wouldn't allow them but i've had people tell me that they've tried to send super chats and it oh, won't let them oh interesting we're being oppressed because we're so cool we are so cool. uh there is uh there is a chat gap here the thing is i'm such crisis. a like boomer that i'm like how does technology work i, I don't no understand <laughs> All right. I thought this was real money for a while. That's uh, we had uh, yeah. we had like uh, contractors in here the other day. And yeah. I'm like looking at the money, and I'm, they're looking at me, and I'm looking at the money. And they're like, and I'm just like, it's don't worry, it's it's it, yeah, <laughs> it's real. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> stop! It's real. Jeez. All right, kayfabe, kayfabe. It all goes right to my bank account. That's what Mary used to say, but haven't <laughs> seen the deposit. All right, we are moving on. We are going to talk about uh, Ezra Miller. Uh, cross the name off because you just we, can't help it. We can't. Uh, well, I wasn't going to cover this. Well, then, he can't help it. Yeah, this is this is his fault, not mine. I says, think he could help it. The Flash star <laughs> Ezra Miller is seeking treatment for complex mental health issues. I love we the idea say. that finally he was like, you know what? I do got some issues. Maybe I should. Maybe I should see. see but that, does that this. mean it's like authentic? Like I feel like it's always no. just like he has a lawyer who's like, please, this is the only way the to try and get you out of your multiple issues. So, so there was a, a statement made by the, where they said that Warner Brothers basically had three options. One is Ezra Miller admits that he's been screwing up. That the, the, sorry, they've been screwing up. Uh, no, I can't respond. I think he uses both. He uses they, them, and then he. So they is just because they've gone to so many states so fast. It's like there are multiple Ezra Millers committing crimes. So, so the idea the here flash. was that um, uh, Ezra Miller admits that he has been screwing up and says that he's going to seek therapy yep. and then they can release the movie as planned. Option number two was he keeps screwing up and they can release the movie as planned but not use him in the marketing push. That's a very, very hard sell. Yeah. Option three was they scrap it all together. The movie cost over $200 million before marketing. There was never any way, shape, or form that that was happening. Sorry, Batgirl. And this is the same. Yeah. Sorry, I Batgirl. Like, I like option D where they bring a bunch of random young teens and some stolen alcohol to a house and lure Ezra Miller there and then trap him <laughs> while they try and get this like promotion off you, the ground. You wanted to catch a predator, Ezra Ezra Miller. Wouldn't where, that be so great? Where he's like, I'm here and you have the camera. And you say something that he thinks is going to be appropriate in cultures. And, and then Chris Hansen comes like from behind the curtain. But no, like, I like the idea that it's like I like the idea that it's like the game Mousetrap and then the thing falls on yeah. him. So it says the Flash star Ezra Miller says they are seeking they are seeking treatment for complex mental health issues. In a statement, Complex indeed. In a statement provided to Variety by a representative of the actor, which makes this the most hollow apology in the history of all hollow apologies. Yeah, geez. The uh, hired person who was paid money to yes, write a lie. Miller broke their silence about the troubling behavior that they have exhibited in the recent years, which has led to a series of legal issues, assault, abuse allegations. Miller also apologized for their actions. I'm Actually, I think they should apologize for me having to... Constantly change you how I speak. You chose to do this. So, real quick, I'm I'm not. Uh, I I don't like being gleeful about someone's cancellation. I think that he's if, not. They're not canceled. No, 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 no. That's so, the the, so, so that's what I was gonna say. I think that 
you know, even when talking about Hunter Biden, who I think is is garbage, if he is truly a drug addict, I think addiction is really sad and should be talked about as such and not always just like widely mocked or whatever. But the thing with Ezra, from what I gather, is they've done some very bad things with zero accountability. Yes. Is that kind of correct? They keep referring to the legal da- to the legal issues here, but that's the least of the things that people are upset about. It's the well, stuff talking to children. It's the he yeah. does this. There's like a pattern of behavior that isn't quite let's say indictable like you couldn't get charged for it but it's not okay mm-hmm. and that to me just means that there is something bad and illegal going on behind the scenes so he has that like girl who he start he met when she was to, like to who's now a oh. non-binary person who then at 18 dropped out of school to go live with him and it's uh. like 18 can't stop it like you get it's like the ick like you know something is off but he is that's what to me is the most disturbing i think you're right like i wouldn't want to ever like humiliate someone be or like, make ha, fun ha, of someone look at who that really ad. is going yes. through crisis but this person appears to be very in control of their behavior enough that's to what the it point where like. they are able to hide what would really be disturbing yeah and i didn't really know a ton of those stories but you know the word grooming gets thrown around so liberally nowadays and sometimes it's ridiculous but that is the exact definition is if you are talking to a girl when that girl is 12 years old and then suddenly when she like turns he, like, 18 flew she, her to london by her when no, she was no, like, she was. I believe she was with like a a group from her from her. Tribe. I don't know, man. There is like weird behavior going on, but dude. If I see if a girl hits me up on Instagram and her bio says like nineteen, I'm like I am not respond. I am like I'm about to block. I don't trust any of that. I don't want anything yeah. near I anyone used, who is. I used to hate it when people be like, "Well, eighteen is only just seventeen plus like three hundred and sixty six days," and it's like. Cool. Don't don't look. Don't talk to them either. Yeah, like, but also just, like just keep going for a while, dude. When you get to my age, uh, 40, 18, I talk to an eighteen year old and I'm like, you're a child. I talk to a twenty two year old and I'm like, you're a child. I'm gonna read um, the Miller's apology and explanation, which is really just his representatives and speechwriters apology and explanation. Okay, and then I have an immediate comment afterwards. <laughs> having, having recently gone through a time of intense crisis, I want to know who that. I ask who that is. It seems to be that. Ezra Miller is the one causing He himself is the crisis. He is the crisis. I now understand that I am suffering a complex mental health, uh, complex mental health issues and have begun ongoing treatment, Miller says. I want to apologize to everyone that I have alarmed and upset with my past behavior and am committed to doing the necessary work to get back to a healthy, safe, and productive stage of my life. Okay. I think he didn't read this because he doesn't want to. I think that this statement is being authorized for him. Oh, yeah. And the even the language here like i apologize to everyone who was alarmed and upset by my behavior it's like i'm sorry mom and dad that you worried about me but he's not actually sorry for for the harm that he caused or for his behavior that i'm sorry that you were worried about me yeah not that i hurt other people yeah isn't that weird i I mean that's already if uh, god that if you hired someone to write that you're That's like a publicist. Yeah, you, even the, that that publicist dropped the ball. The story, where it's like the story isn't. So but they many had people to get him agree, to agree about to put it out. Right, but the idea that the story is uh, uh, millions worried about Ezra Miller is like no, we're worried about the maybe girls you're hurting. Yeah, homie, I don't <clears> think you understand <throat> what we're worried about. Right, right, right. It's not you, bud. We wanted it's you maybe to the leave Flash movie. Hawaii. Like we yeah. wanted you to leave an entire state alone. That Jason Momoa was about to fly to Hawaii to remove you physically. That would be hilarious. We were saying that. Like a, that's Aquaman. That's the new plot. That would be much funnier. <laughs> so between this, there's the story with the woman in Berlin. There's uh, uh there's the story. The with bars in the, Iceland. The, the bars in Iceland. There's the bars in Hawaii. And are these all like similar like 
preying on yes. like younger um, girls or like throwing chairs at people like and, women but th- that's listen, that's the least of it it's the it, okay first it's the abuse of language where a biological male says that they are non-binary and demands a female be the one that search him as that. a cop that's when you are when all the stories about him them are uh ezra miller having sex with females Which, not men by the way i said this he's emotionally and psychologically manipulative and to me in my personal opinion i believe perfectly within his right mind well he could have a really serious personality disorder. Like, that is a complicated mental health decision, but it doesn't excuse you from knowing right from wrong, yeah, right? I mean, he dude. is not schizophrenic. He's not, sorry, I mean to cut you off. No, no, no. He's not, like, hallucinating. He is completely aware. He might be an extreme narcissist. He might be a sociopath, but he is not having some sort of public me- nervous breakdown. This is very different from the way he's portraying it. No, no, no. That's exactly what I was going to say about being a narcissist and sociopath. Luckily, I make more money than you. But I... Uh, I'm just kidding. Where is Chris Pratt when I need him? <laughs> Where's the Chris? rope swing? He, he like literally appears in the window in like his his Jurassic World uh, outfit I would, with the whip. I, 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 would, the, I would faint. Um, I... Yeah, I totally agree with you. And also, it is so... I I feel like I've probably said this before, but a lot of stuff that is going mainstream when it comes to non-binary people is this kind of garbage, right? Or the awful story about, you know, Boston Medical and like the kids and and stuff like that. There are also a lot of like pretty cool, fine trans people out there. And if you care about your community, the idea that this piece of garbage would be... He doesn't represent... He shouldn't be representing your community. Yes, would be using it to essentially just be a complete creep to women or the trans people who are just, you know, advocating these, like, child surgeries and stuff. It's like, man, you're just making it so much harder for the normal people in your community just to live a life. Because right now, with all the headlines we're seeing about trans people, I think there are a lot of people who just assume that, like, there's just a trans army looking to, like, molest children. And it's like, well, no, there's also just some trans people who just want to, like, hang out and be trans. <laughs> Uh, here's Holly Bennett. This is uh, some of the people that were talking about this says everyone loves to hate Chris Pratt, but he went to bat for Bryce Dallas Howard and doesn't seem to actually do anything wrong. That's not true. He's like vaguely Catholic and Christian and that's that's bad to Twitter. He legitimately makes me want to be Christian. Jared Leto is hitting on any girl under 18 while Ezra Miller just seems to be a walking felony at this point. I don't know. I mean, I'd have to source bro you with the claims about Jared Leto. I I can tell you I don't like him as an actor. Yeah. The cult leader Jared Leto? Yes, the cult leader. <laughs> I, I like the idea that Ezra Miller has like a picture of Jared Leto behind him of like his aspirational. Cult no, icon. I like the yeah. idea that they're bar- they're like negotiating a merger right now, and Ezra Miller is like, "Look, I might have to step away from my followers for a bit for non-specific reasons." Ezra Leto, could you take them over for a bit? And he's like, "Well, we're gonna have to talk about it." Yeah. Ezra Leto sounds like a dessert. They're trying to figure out who gets top billing at whatever ah, cult thing in yeah. Croatia. They're like, you know what? Bring in has. Chris Pratt to negotiate this <laughs> rope swing. Ezra you think Miller Chris Pratt would stand for this? And no, he, of course he would. Because he's a good Christian he's a boy. Good man. He's a good Christian man. He would go up to Ezra Miller and he'd wag his finger at him. No like shame. Ezra, no. Ezra Miller out here kidnapping folks and whatnot. Then just turns around and is like, "Oh yeah, my bad." Y'all. I'm having an issue. <laughs> Who yeah. said that? 
Uh, it was a dude on Twitter. Oh, it amazing. Like, uh, it's like, he's out here kidnapping people. Out here my ki- bad. Out Sorry. here kidnapping is yeah. very funny. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, so, you know, it says, uh, seeing what Will Smith did versus what Ezra Miller did and then comparing the repercussions of both of them is perceived as well. That's true. All, all Will Smith did was get cucked by his wife and then slap somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ezra Miller's out here just like literally like a, a super villain in the making and, and it is what it is. Now, here's the funny thing. Average people, reg- meaning regular people who don't read this stuff, so people have less no idea yeah. that this stuff is going on. They do not. Right. The average person does not. So this movie is going to make great money because A, the normies will go see it because they don't know this is going on. And B, people who are morbid like me and Mary will go watch it s- purely for the, for, for the spectacle. Right, like right, how- right, right, right. But how much money do you think it'll make in comparison to everything else? Because I don't think this movie on its own... I haven't seen any trailers where I have. I mean, because they're there's, not releasing it, right? They can't do any. Wait, is this supposed to come out soon? Next year. Yeah. Wow. Like, they All can't right, yeah. do any media tour or hype for it because yes, then you have to talk about Ezra Miller, and they can't talk about Ezra Miller right now, and so they're losing a chance to tr- to push it. Like, I think people will miss this movie as a result. Here's the they got to do what when Conor McGregor fought Khabib, and there was a lot of buildup, and then Conor was at the height of his fame, and Conor threw a bike rack through a bus. And Connor got arrested and it was bad. And people were like, Connor should never fight again. This is a terrible example, whatever. When they did the press package for Connor versus Khabib, you know what was in the press package? That. And it was him being arrested. They can't do and that with this. Yes, they, they can't can. do that. Is they- <laughs> yes, they can. Good for like what like for like uh, like from groomer to zoomer or something like that like is that what they're going to do? That makes it worse. That uh, sounds creepier. See, you just did it. You just said we can't do it, and then you did it. It's like this is one of those things. Where, this okay, is masterful. If, if you let it sit for like six months to a year, first of all, the media. Uh, we know for a fact that the yeah. media will ask Bryce Dallas Howard about whether she made enough money. Will they actually do their job and be like, hey, what about all those kids you were creeping on? Are they going to do that? No. no. The media well, will also take, because when access you do, media will take their marching orders and they won't say a thing. Yeah. Well, part of it is like when you do these tours, you can say like, I won't talk about this. Yeah. Right. And the idea is like you could try it anyways, but then you might not be able to come to yeah. get access to whatever else. By the you way, need to. I was uh, I was very much kidding you guys. I think Ezra Miller's a bad person. <laughs> Just to be very clear, I, number, Ezra Miller's number one fan. You heard it here first. A year. <laughs> No. If if we're talking a year from now, the, and you're like, he just has some good ideas. If, I'm ready to ideology. <laughs> if that manifesto he was passing out. Sorry, Brett. If Miller manages to avoid women, karaoke bars, Hawaii, yep. and Berlin, and manages to make it a year without anything bad happening, this movie will come out and nothing will happen. It'll be fine. Yeah, and that sucks, but that's the way of the world. What's going to be so funny is when the movie is bad because it's it DC, won't be bad. It'll and probably, then they did all of this stuff. I mean, the Flash to me, the best. Of I, I will. Uh, the The Flash was the most interesting to me in Justice League. Yeah. It's funnier if it ends up being the best of all the movies, and then everyone's like, "Crap, we're stuck now." Everyone's like, "You know what? Let's just let him get away with it." <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it it's like Woody Allen. You're like, "Well, I mean, the that's, movies are still classics." That's the crap. That's that's what sucks, though. That's what would happen in Hollywood. They'll they let they'll let it go. Right. So. All right, uh, let's do some super chats. Okay, Hobbit says plot twits. Ezra gets help because he watches PCC. I like the idea that hey. Ezra has like a, a note. He's Ezra definitely has like the 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 notification. The bell is definitely turned on. I think he would kind of rage watch yeah. us though, because we're a pretty openly like, what is this guy doing? I feel like he would be like, my haters, there yeah. they are, live at three. I think he definitely is subscribed and has the bell notifications turned on. Yeah. Ezra, if you're listening, please contribute money to have. 
Brett bleaches hair. Yeah. <laughs> you guys don't understand. This is important to me. He's yeah. got money. He could do that. Have, uh, we don't care about the victims. We just really need this hair thing to happen. I care about them, but I just need a show of good faith that you are listening to us. I also thought of like a loophole I could get out of. Like one person made one very large donation, but technically it only sets off the crisis meter once. That's not 15 crisis parties. So I can. Wouldn't like, if they made a large donation, we would just get them consecutively? No, it would just it would probably just reset and do one time. Okay. So. Well, we need a consultation from our tech team, but <laughs> don't. Guys, don't give up hope. You will see a blonde Brett yet. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure people are tired of hearing this. Uh, so, mm-hmm. Crisp Leg Transport LLC crispy says... Leg. Crispy Leg. whoa. Stan Lee didn't base the X-Men on civil rights, and that came out of his mouth. If that was the case, and Stan would have been calling Malcolm X evil... Uh, would have been calling Malcolm X evil even if that was the case. That was the other thing I heard recently was that the, that, that was like a, a miss... Uh, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I was watching either a Thinking Critical video or a Comics Matter video and talks about how the, the Professor X uh, comparison in Magneto stuff was like uh, comparing them from Martin Luther King to Malcolm X was actually like not real and made up, but yeah. I, I don't know for a fact. I uh, never heard the, yeah, that. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Michelle, uh, Michael Williams. I'm Mike, not Michael. Michael Williams. I was going fast. Be cool if Michelle Williams. Michelle Michael Williams also sounds like a cool name. I hope yeah. you are out there, whoever you are. Okay. To clarify, last week I was simping for Jamie as a whole and Brett's ankle separately. Sorry to freak you out, mm-hmm. Jamie, but you actually do have a wiki feed. Oh, my God. Excuse me? <sighs> I'm, 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 you okay? I'm do I actually? I mean, I have enough jujitsu and the, fighter the, stuff. Look at the smile. Do I actually? Do I, guys? <laughs> a wiki is, is it? Um, do I want to type this in, in the computer? I don't it, know if I actually is it want popular? To type no, no I, I could actually use some Google searches that aren't bad. Let's do it. Um, I don't want to type it in. I ha- can't. Hava Owens. Oh, Brett, this thing jumps. I need a better system here. Hava Owens says, and would you put it on Ezra? Uh, no, up there he says, Jamie, what's your favorite, su- your fave submission? What's my favorite submission? Oh, okay. Oh, I uh, I guillotine choke everybody, including uh, UFC champions. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very good at that, and I, I, I my favorite is actually to get it um, from the top when I'm passing guard and to finish uh, a mounted guillotine. Big fan on top. Would you do it Big to Ezra Miller? Uh, would I? I feel like this is. I, I, I would you like do it strength? to catch him with Chris Hansen? Yes. Yes. yes if 100%. he was literally in the process of about to choke slam a woman at what, a bar, would I steal f- alcohol out yeah. of a locked house? Would I fight Ezra Miller? Yes. yes. Uh, thousand foot, thousand foot deep end. Sent a message. Maybe it says message redacted. It is says that retracted. Retracted. Redacted would be cooler. Like I it's, can't it, read. There's today. just like somebody happening? in there, like what, yeah. like, using a black it, sharpie. It's to, uh, <laughs> the, the 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 people monitoring us from the CIA. They just forgot to turn off the redacted function. I've been watching. Uh, I've been. I, I just started rewatching Homeland. And I, I was uh, oh, interesting. I remembered that it had like the the original season one trailer had one of my favorite trailers for a TV show of all time. And they did these great credits where uh, to introduce the names of the people like. A bunch of like stuff gets redacted and at least just the name. Oh, redacted. I remember that. See, the stuff I rewatch, I can't rewatch good stuff. I rewatch the trash stuff. So I do too. Banshee, I rewatch. Yeah. I think I'm gonna rewatch Jack Reacher um, oh, before yeah. before I get rid of my because I got Amazon Prime just for the Chris Pratt show, just yeah. for Terminal List. Yep. Um, which, by the way, watch Eureka. What's that? Eureka. It's uh, it was a sci-fi show from like 2006, starring okay. Colin Ferguson. It's it's about like there's a single town in America where DARPA uh, in the DOD does all not. I don't remember if it's DARPA in the show. It's it's a company yeah. that d- develops all our technology in America. It's Ooh. all been developed there over the last hundred years. Okay, yeah. it's really really. I'll good. check it out. I uh, Sarah I, Richardson Whitfield. I I do have another confession because I know we've talked about uh, Terminal List. 
and my love of Chris Pratt. I do think that when he had like just like put together bangs on the show, that was upsetting because I feel like Chris Pratt, the, the that character on the terminal list is supposed to be a little more like at the end he gets scruffy. Well, the best with thing the they beard. did is they let his hair, they, they somehow managed to grow his hair out naturally. So they, they, they showed natural. That looked of, good. But yeah. in the beginning when he was supposed to be this like bad guy and he just had these like crisp bangs, it was very upsetting. To me. Also watch Grimm. If you've not seen Grimm. Before. Oh, I remember that. Yes. Yeah. Thousand Foot Deep End says, yeah, if you have to do math to justify a relationship equals three red flags. And yeah. I can't agree Yes, more. yes, Let's yes, never forget yes. the Dane Cook. He's announcing that he's engaged his longtime love, 23-year-old it, like, and people Instagram are like, girl. Uh, Everyone's like, I hope long time means no more than five years. Yeah, buddy. Remember, the, the, the classic rule of half your age plus seven is, is undefeated, and you should... Uh, oh, wait, so 27 for me. Okay, I like that. Yeah. I like a 27-year-old. I'll do that. Okay, cool. Sir Ranko Productions says, love you, Jamie, even though I disagree with you a lot. Excited for the return of Cass Castle. We'll sign up for Tim Cass once it goes up. Let's also, go. Also, number 14, past 14 more CPS. Please uh, explain. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means, but let's just talk about the liking me thing. I love the code. In the the, <laughs> there's uh, a sub conversation going on. I will say the compliment I get the most ever since I started doing IRL. It always starts with, man, I don't agree with you on anything. I know, man. But, I, but you're a cool guy. I agree with like nothing you say, but you are fantastic. By the way, that is like legitimately the coolest compliment yeah. and also shows that the shows here, even though maybe they lean one way more than the other, that they are open-minded enough to actually follow someone they disagree with, which is very, very rare in the entire political spectrum. We, I think that's awesome. We tend to lean awesome here. We lean awesome. Yeah. awesome. Thanks, Dad. Uh, Bad App says, Jamie's fave, fave submission is a power bottom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Make of that what you will. Uh, it, I mean, there's nothing, there, there, there's not a lot of room to make anything other than what it sounds like. All right. Uh, now that we figured out what Jamie's favorite submission is, we're going to mm-hmm. move on to Podluck, and we are going to talk about. Do you want to lead this one? Because this was your this was your find today about bratty celebrity children. Yeah, this one's rough. So it's just Elba's <laughs> daughter, Isan. Uh, oh, no. I think it's how you say it, or Isan. Isan. She uh, auditioned for a film called Beast, and he he is in it. She auditioned to play one of his daughters. Her like very close family friend is the director and she didn't get get it and on a recent interview he said uh that they didn't talk for three weeks afterwards that tells me how awesome he is as an artist and how bad she is as an actress uh maybe (laughs) i mean she got special treatment like this director said like she's basically like my godchild like i called her specifically to let her know that's way more than any other young actress would get yeah you got the you got the audition why would you you sulk at your dad for three weeks like you have to put some effort in on your own here team maybe if you spent less time sulking and more time taking acting classes you would have gotten the role also to be fair it must be slapping the face to be be told you can't play your own dad's daughter you can't play your own dad i could understand being a little bit like who is going to to play him and 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 not only that but well and also in hollywood if i wrote a show that was about jamie if i wrote a show that was you know uh whatever stand-up comedian jujitsu guy 
even if that show gets sold, I still have to audition to play me. Mm -hmm. Like Lewis Black talked about that when he sold a show about him. He didn't get the role as him. Like someone else got it. Like you still, I would still have to audition for me. What's a real slap in the face for her, not only what you just said about she's auditioning for the role of her, she has Idris already, but she can't even say, oh, well, the director over, because even the director is a close family friend. Mm -hmm. You have everybody rooting for you and you just weren't good enough. And that's good. That probably means the actress in it is good. I'm picturing they're like, hey, we saw, we know who Jaden Smith is. We saw After Earth. We're not making that mistake again. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, uh, Fool me uh, once. Uh, uh, no, no, they're not doing that. It's like, uh, not everything can be the pursuit of happiness. That, this that. makes me believe the, in the movie Beast more, hearing this, hearing that they didn't just use total nepotism. They didn't just nepo- give in to nepotism. Total yeah. nepotism, yeah. The, uh, in Hollywood is a, is a very nepotistic industry. Yes. Um, so that's, that, that's the long and short of it. I have no desire to see, uh, I don't know what Beast is. I, I, I've not heard I of it. Saw the trailer it looks all right it's uh, not it's not it a terrible. story of his life it's just a fictional movie right yeah oh yeah yeah so it's he takes his daughters out into like the wilderness their car funny breaks down there's just like, alba documentary and she wasn't allowed to play that would be like his, they dramatize, that's how bad she they, is they dramatize her scenes like everybody else plays themselves but it, her it, scenes have to her be scene, it's like rihanna <laughs> <laughs> and they have to dramatize them because they're like, we just can't do it. I mean, she looks beautiful. I'm sure she has all kinds of opportunities open to her. Like, maybe acting is just not your thing. Or just get better, dude. What a great story. Go. If she becomes... I have so many stories of failure that now are my favorite stories to tell. Yeah. And if she becomes an awesome actress and she's on the red carpet or she's giving an Emmy speech and she goes, guys, when I started out, I was so bad that I auditioned for a movie to play me with my dad and our family friend was directing and I didn't get it. Keep dreaming, kids. Yep. Keep working hard and you too can be like, that's a great story. Mm-hmm. If I can do it, anybody can that's do it. That's what I'm saying. I just think it's weird to like sulk at your parents for this. Yeah. Like at some point you have to accept that like you are responsible for achieving these yourself. Like is her dad supposed to be like, you didn't cast my daughter. I'm going to quit. That's like, why I'm thinking this makes, this makes me think Idris is a good dad and actor yeah. and producer or whatever. Yeah. I mean, what if he was like, it was tough love and he said no. Cause I'm picturing like, I, I, I remember the, Jaden Smith did Karate Kid, not good. Oh, that's right. Did, did uh, <laughs> like, and it just it kind of just kept going, and it just never it never got better. Uh, I think back to like somebody who's got like really good kids that act. Like Martin Sheen has uh, Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Uh, there's a great scene in, in the movie Major League Two where uh, Rick the Wild Thing Vaughn has to do like a. a, a like a commercial. Oh, I remember. Uh, and he's like, he can't do it. He can't hold it properly. <laughs> I like watching. I, I like watching actors have to act bad. bad. It's so it's, funny. It, it's it like, which is funny because I hate. I tend to hate meta humor in Hollywood. Yeah. Like I hate things where it becomes like it's, it's like a cop investigating a, a, a Hollywood set and everything's ridiculous and over the top. Right. But I do love when. Uh, like actors have a scene where they have to act, but they're not an actor in whatever they're playing. Yeah. So then they just are, they're not good at have it. Have you seen the trailer for the new Clerks, which is kind yes. of all meta about yeah. that? How do you uh, that's, think? That's, mm. Yeah, I'm nervous I, about it. I'm kind of like soured on Kevin Smith in the last couple of years. Why do we have to make a new Clerks? I don't really understand that's, that. It's it's not like a remake. It's a, it's another sequel. It's Why Clerks though? Three. No, no, I am opposed to sequels. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's very opposed to sequels. Just end it. Know. End every movie. Kill them all, and no more. I mean, the thing is, like, if you have a good standalone movie, that doesn't mean it needs to be made into a complex story, right? Like, Although short I stories would... aren't novel or novels that aren't finished. They are an art form in and of themselves. So actually, I 
completely agree with you. Completely agree with you. But Hollywood is so gross. I feel like we talked about Liam Neeson last time I was on the show. Would you rather 18 taken? Yes. Then three takens and then every other untaken related movie with Liam Neeson is trying to be it's taken but he fights a bear just give me 18 just give me 18 takens give me 18 takens down both okay. <laughs> but, uh, also uh, uh, speaking of uh, speaking of sequels we are getting a jo- I don't know if you guys remember that they're making a show called The Continental uh, yep. which is a prequel to the John Wick franchise and because it's got, why because why not <laughs> and because it's going to be awesome. No, wait, is this Look not going to have like negativity though? and optimism? No, no, it's a prequel. No, no Keanu. Uh, so the best part about this is that it's got Mel Gibson in it. Who's what? Mel Gibson is uncancelable. Stop it. Uncancelable. Plays a character named Cormac. It's more no. important than being bulletproof. It is. It, it is. Uh, and it got moved. And here it says Peacock. I heard recently that it got moved from Peacock to Stars. But it, I could be wrong about that. But I will be, I will be getting Peacock again and getting back into WWE if this is true. John Wick Four, that that yeah. trailer, holy lord! Yep, I, I'm so much more excited about that. Four, but it's really? mindless violence. It's yeah. awesome. Uh, I will say that they're getting kind of uh, repetitive with the the neon oh, light aesthetic. No way. That is true. Uh, like there's that one scene. <laughs> We're just talking over Hannah Claire pretending. It's because everyone knows where I stand over. on this. <laughs> I, I'm trying not to say anything, but there's one scene in that trailer that could have very easily have been taken from the third John Wick movie but otherwise I like watching uh, like Keanu Reeves find new new ways to like harm other human beings in the movies it's, yeah it's great John Wick 3 I mean had some legitimate that last fight in- scene was actually almost too long so much innovative action yeah my favorite was the one in the weapon store yes I think that was like yeah. the first that was great but yeah I, I agree with you my, my favorite is in in two when he when he like throws the axe at the, yeah so good. Yeah, it's so good. It's so, so good. So when does this come out? Uh, the, the sh- okay, so we're, it says John Wick films have been a global phenomenon, are amongst the most watched titles on Peacock, and are thrilled and honored to partner with Lionsgate to extend the incredible franchise. The thing is, this franchise, with the way they introduced the mysterious currency, the way they introduced the hotel and didn't really explain it, it actually was designed in a very weird way for this type of expansion. Kind of, but I also sort of liked, and I think I know some people involved in this, so this, is, this comes from love. But I think I sort of almost liked what I liked the most about John Wick is exactly what we were talking about before. It's an action movie that is 80% action and 20% story, right? And the story in the first one is so great. It's like dude gets his dog killed, goes on a rampage, murders everybody. Great. That's all I want. I want a dog avenging murder rampage. This will likely not be that. Well, right. And what... I kind of liked is a lot of the continental stuff I thought was stupid, but the fact that it was sort of so vague to just sort of push you into new action scenes, yeah. it's like, oh, they have these coins and they don't really explain why. One oh, coin is that- the same no matter what you're buying. Right. Oh, you're not allowed to fight on the premise. Oh, they're still going to do it. So they're breaking a rule. That's fine. The fact that they're going to dive into it sort of ruin. I'm like, are you going to take the only boring parts of John Wick and make them more boring? Or will it still be just dope fights? Get the get, get the people who made Banshee That's what I'm to saying. do it. Uh, get Jonathan get, Tropper. Yeah. Like, who also made Warrior, the Bruce Lee one. Which is okay, also so, so the, the Continental people sit around the hotel that was the centerpiece for the action film. The one thing that I have a problem with, I wish that it was new characters and they weren't actors playing the younger versions of their... Oh, is that what it is too? It, yeah. So, so like the problem with that is, is like if it's a, if it's a younger version of a character, you in a show that's about heavy violence, you know they're going to survive. The reason that 24 was one of the greatest shows on television is because season one ended with a death so brutal that you just go, oh, 
they can kill anybody. Mm-hmm. And it legitimately was one of the only TV shows where you believed if it looked like they were going to kill Kiefer, you go, yeah, man, they could do it. It was like uh, they did the same thing in Scream 1 when they when they killed off Drew Barrymore at the very beginning of the yeah. movie because she was such a big star at the time. You figured there was no way that they would kill off Drew Barrymore. It was great. And, and that allowed you to believe that anyone in the franchise could be uh, yeah. liable to, it was awesome. to die. Yeah. yeah, I mean, same with Suicide Squad. Like, just why yeah, not? Yeah, in, in, the, in the sequel. They also did the same thing kind of in the second Scream movie because they killed off Sarah Michelle Gellar's character right at the beginning. But by then, it's a trope. They're like, oh, they're going to kill off the, right, the big right, right, actress right, now. Right. So. It is what it is. We'll see how it goes. I'm very interested to know no, who the hell it. who the hell Mel Gibson will play. A character named Cormac is freaking awesome. So yeah, uh, it, it's gonna Cormac's be, a great name. It's it's gonna, it's going to be great. So we we will see where it goes. Uh, and then of course I want to finish on a womp 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 that is full of hypocrisy, and that is Batgirl actor Warner uh, says Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav is an imbecile. Now wait. Now, I came on for the first story of this and I haven't read anything in the middle when you covered it on the last the last time I was on the show they were pretty much totally singing her praises correct Mm -hmm. and they weren't saying anything about bad about her but like they still aren't saying anything bad about okay so is this just her so keep going okay so the point here is that this is the reason they call it batgirl actor and not a person's name is because the person doesn't actually tell you who they are you (laughs) know what does chris pratt make more than her because if he does i'm gonna be very upset he should come in and save the day (laughs) Uh, an actor who appeared in dc's recently shelved batgirl has spoken out about the film's cancellation denouncing warner brothers ceo david zaslav as an imbecile you don't hear imbecile in, in like a... Throwing around the harsh words. The hard words. Uh, it says, News of Batgirl's cancellation broke earlier this month when Warner Brothers Discovery claiming that the move was part of a company, the company's strategic shift for DC projects. The film has been said, said to have been canceled as a tax write-down for the company, which had little faith in the project's profitability because they wanted to move away from uh, yeah, when you're doing stuff for HBO Max, make it a TV show. When you're doing stuff for the theaters, make it a movie movies on the streaming service are a less viable option. They mm-hmm. also canceled a slew of like kids programming, like Scoob, all this stuff. But the point is, an actor involved in the film who has remained anonymous has now blasted the Warner Brothers Discovery uh, over the cancellation of Batgirl taking aim at David Zaslav. New comments from an actor who had a minor role alongside Leslie Grace have been shared by IndieWire. The actor working on Batgirl during the pande- said during the pandemic was an enormously rewarding challenge and talks about being very offended by Warner Brothers Discovery decision to cancel the film's release. They have accused David Zaslav of cowardice and blasted Warner <laughs> Brothers Discovery executive. So the person who is remaining nameless. A minor actor is offended. We minor, must change our mind. Yeah, the minor yeah, actor yeah. who is offended and scared to uh, go by their own name is calling the Fortune 500 CEO a coward. I yeah. think that this is so hard because we're hearing about it like, and I'm sure you've experienced this in your career. You know, there, I, I understand. My career has been rock solid. Well, <laughs> I'm what I'm kidding. saying is like if you put a lot of work in something you feel like it's important but how many times has this happened to writers who write entire series yeah. that maybe don't get read or maybe get moved yep. into development maybe get a pilot and then get canceled dude, the I pilot- mean dude I, I was supposed to have at like sort of the height of my popularity an hour special when special still like meant something uh, and th- literally the CEO of the network just they were like oh the CEO he switched and this guy doesn't want to do comedy specials mm-hmm. and you just go uh but that was my career, and it's like, well, we don't care. Bye. Like, getting a yeah, pilot 
in, on a network when you're not an established writer is like winning the lottery. Yeah. Like that's, it's called pilot season for a reason because hundreds get written and very few actually. Well, I, I could understand being sympathetic to people who feel like they put time into something that, you know, they really want to take off. This is a huge part of the career. I, I sympathize with that. But on the other hand, like this project was bad from the start. It never should have gotten greenlit the way it did. I'm sure they passed on hundreds of other better ideas because they had this ideological point that they were trying to make, and it was bad. Also, the lead, I don't know her name. but <coughs> Leslie, the, Leslie Grace. She's being smart because right now she's just being praised, mm. and she can go do something on her own. Mm. The very offended thing, this is, here's my problem with ego in the arts. If you are truly talented, and believe that you are truly talented. Just go be talented. This idea that everything is someone else's fault or yeah. when people act with jealousy or spite or malice, all that time that you're trash talking other people should be spent honing your craft. Yeah. And if you just are nice to people, if you root for your friends instead of getting jealous when they get something that maybe you wanted, and if you can actually be excited by them, you can even pick their brain and be like, what did you do differently, dude? I want to get to that. And you just work on being a better artist, you will make it. If you're saying you're very offended and you were literally such a tiny little role. Yeah, it, that, was, it was a cameo. Or not a cameo. It was like a, it was a not, it was not right, a main cast. Then role. you don't believe you're good enough yeah. if that was me if i had a little role in Batgirl and it was so bad it got canceled i would be telling my friends over beers yeah. and i'd be well, like guys it was a disaster you should have seen it and then i would be auditioning for my next role and you got paid right like yep. the studio paid everyone it's not like yeah you know i'm sure there are people who could have made more no, money off of no, this this person is just trying not, to get something so it's just solid like yeah. you get paid i mean I guess you don't get the acting credit and there's no exposure. Like I understand that, but to the most part, like it's not like you lost also, money on this adventure. Yes. And if you the probably made contacts, yep. you can say, Oh yeah, I was, I was supposed to be in that, but it got canceled. Also, which if the movie was so bad, would you have even wanted that on your resume? If it just got a 3% on Rotten Tomatoes or just got panned, are you really going to be like, Hey, I was a, a bit part in the, the critically, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm going to read the quotes. It says, I am very offended, but it's just that term. That's a funny, it's a funny word to choose for. It's a red flag. It says, I am very offended by what happened and feel terrible for the directors and Leslie Grace, who are all wonderful to work with as well as all of the technicians. It was an enormously, it was an enormous rewarding challenge to make this movie during COVID and during the cold weather in Glasgow. Well, as a, a Minnesota native uh boohoo you're so uh, lucky you uh, get to get to work anywhere it, it was of, cold none of what these a wiener none of these things matter to an imbecile like warner brothers discovery ceo david zaslav do you think the ceo is like hey we're gonna lose so much money and the respect of viewers worldwide but hey this extra was kind of chilly he, his his, his i think this makes me respect him more he's like this is a terrible idea, and we just ca we cannot like stoop to produce yes, this. Yes, like, his, fair. His cowardice is breathtaking. I am glad I got to participate, and I wish the best for all those involved, except the suits at Warner Brothers. Uh, but they all get replaced sooner or later. I am the Says first the sour, minor actress. Sour <laughs> grapes. I uh, am the first to complain about suits and the idea that these network people who have never been on a stage can give you notes and stuff like that. I don't like suits, right? But the idea that you are giving an anonymous interview and calling someone else a coward, coward exactly. is you're full of it. That was that was the main point for covering this. I was like, no I was irony. Like, I was like, they don't get like. I was like, is there just a certain level of like, um, like lack of self awareness? 
That, yes. that, that they just don't get it. Also, I used to have self-awareness, but the cold took it from me. It's, it's also funny because Kevin Smith's called them so that they, it was a bad look to not release it basically because like, well, it was a, it was a Latina led superhero movie. You have to release it. Uh, like, no, they don't I think have Kevin, to do anything. I think Kevin Smith is one of those people where he's just at the point where it's like, if there is a woke thing in the, in nerdum, he has to comment on it. Yes. But yep. like, would you have been happy if it was a really bad Batgirl? Would she have been happy, dude? Yep. With the lead actress, if it was just a terrible movie? Yes, they the would is, because they would never be forced to live down whether it was good or yeah, not. They would I was, just be praised to the high heavens. They might get like a 3% on like Rotten Tomatoes for the viewer side. But, but then, the critics are going to be like, what a brave and bold choice. And oh, then right, right, right. It's because they're a the, sellout. They'll say it was because of the toxic fans. Right. Like toxic right. Fans. That's right, us, right, toxic right. fans. All right, <laughs> let's do Super Chats. Okay, Bobcat says, quote, you aren't good enough. You aren't a good enough actress to play your own dad's daughter. Has got to be the worst thing for an actress to hear. It's rough. To be fair, to your point, if this were like a movie about his life and they didn't cast her, right. that would be particularly insulting. That would be rough. But um, you know, I think it's fair, and I I kind of commend Idris Elba for not being like, uh, you guys have to. Dude, cast totally, her. it was awesome of him. Also, like, yeah, this movie is about she's running from like a tiger. That's not a real. That has nothing to do with being Idris Elba's daughter. If you can't act scared that you're running from a tiger, you don't get the movie. If so, we were like, uh, uh, um, Sargon of Akkad did this really great review of the movie Prey that kind of encapsulated all the things that I hated about the movie. Uh, wait, is this the new Predator one? Yeah. That, okay. Uh, and, and one of so these. So wait, hold on. Ah, I was gonna watch it. So. All of my liberal Twitter are saying they love it. Is it bad and they're just saying it because it's a girl? I can't say the the reason. I, I A lot of people that I really like usually agree with on movies love like this movie a lot. I didn't like it. Okay. Uh, but the, I, I, I don't venture a way of saying that it's good or bad. I can just say that the certain elements of it, mainly the character's motivation, ruined it for me. But the, point, is, the, the point that he's making is like none of these actors look like they've ever struggled a day in their lives. So you don't buy them as 17 as like 18th century Comanche warriors because they right. look like they've grown up in a sheltered society. <laughs> right. All of the men have literally no muscle tone or definition to their bodies. Like they, they, don't, they don't look like they work for them. Yeah. Very pockmark in sight. Yeah, Everyone's exactly. been on Accutane yeah. like, for years. He's like her face is full. It's looks she's never gone without a meal. The guy's she's wearing beautiful. like a Slater Kinney shirt. Yeah, basically. And like like she's beautiful. So like it's like it's like they show he showed pictures of Comanche Indians from back then. They looked very serious. You know, there was like there was a weight to the to what they looked like. The no at muscle the time. tone things. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so, so it's oh yeah, the men were all made to look as non-threatening as possible. Well, that's why Jack Reacher. When I first saw the the preview for the new one, I was like taken back. Because he's fucking freaking he's, enormous. Because he's huge. Yeah, the and, enormous. And I was just like, oh, that almost looks unrealistic. And it's like, no, that's more realistic. It shouldn't have been little wienery yeah. uh, Tom, uh, Tom Cruise, Cruise yeah. in the first one. Yeah. yeah. And, and and then he ends up being so good. I mean, that was such a fun series. Jesus. We are so close to a second crisis party. Uh, Jozu said, thoughts on prequels? Um... I don't tend to watch a lot. I, the Star Wars prequels ruined it for a lot of people. Yeah, were there any um, prequels that you guys liked? I'm trying to think. I, I'm trying to think of off the top of my head if anybody in the chat can give me an example of a good. I like prequel. The Hobbit. Wasn't that a prequel? The, to Lord those of the Rings? are. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, books. but it was kind of different characters. Um, I yeah. can't think of any. I only mean it in the book sense. Check the chat. See if anybody has anything to say. I about, can't really like, see anything right um, now. Uh, about uh, a good prequel, but I can't think of any off the top of my head that really stuck out to me as something. I'm also not a huge fan of like yeah. uh, like when they revisit shows uh, from earlier points too. Yeah, so. like I don't, I don't need to explore the world. It's like we highlighted the first characters because the first characters were dope. Also, like if you look in the case of like Solo, a Star Wars story, you're never gonna find. 
a Harrison. Like you're just not. You're not right. going to find no actor who happens to also kind of look like Harrison Ford is also going to coincidentally be as charismatic as Harrison right, Ford. Right, right, like right. Like you might find another actor who is as charismatic as Harrison Ford that's younger, but you're not going to hit the. You're not going to hit it out of the park twice. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't happen. At least not on a regular basis. Yeah. Uh, Matt says, is the no sequel stance only applicable to movies? My no sequel stance applies to most things in life, uh, yeah. books and movies and, I don't know, YouTube it's shorts like you, or whatever you, you guys are H- making. Hannah Claire, w- w- yeah, you're not going back to your ex, right? That's kind of your stance where it's like, we've we've done it already. Yeah, I mean, there are some stories that are already, they are, they are written as trilogies, right? And I grant those in. If you make three movies as part of a trilogy set or like, you know, the classic is like Harry Potter. There were yeah. however many books. Well, even Kill Bill, I think he wrote as one because he's a lunatic mm-hmm. and then they're like, ah, oh, make it two and then it ended up being. Yeah, right. and so like there is a place for a movie movies that have several parts or there's two editions but generally what I think happens is uh, the movie has commercial success and so they're like oh my gosh we should keep making money off there's this a, there's and a so Hunger they Games prequel coming out yeah I don't think that's necessary with, and Hunger Games and was the, a trilogy leave it alone Zegler. and there wasn't even there wasn't a book right there wasn't there, a book prequel because no. I yeah <sighs> and so like this is the thing like I think we see this my complaint is that they no, I agree with create you. Yeah. content that doesn't have any place in their universe it's very thin it doesn't give the audience anything in terms well, of emotional you, you, depth yes. or development you can tell when a suit came up with the idea or a creative came up with the idea so hannibal is a prequel the tv show hannibal is kind of a prequel oh yeah and that was actually great yes that was great i've never seen it but again that was rare um and i also think the creator of that had done some other really cool innovative stuff that is uh that is a, I, don't, I mean i can't speak to whether that's considered a prequel canon i was a fuller can, who in, did it in canon but i know that uh that hannibal is a particular favorite of mine yes hannibal was great yes. um but again it was done so artistically it wasn't like Hunger Games is clearly these movies were blockbusters. There are no more books. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's go. Bef- let's go before. We don't need it. I think the same thing about is, is, whatever uh, Eddie Redmond's in with the Harry Potter situation. I, that'd be Fantastic too. I never like, watched it. It's I was not like, necessary. No, and it's done. And, it looks, and now they're like, here's a spinoff. I think about it with most of the men- multiverse. Like, yep, when, I just think this isn't meant to be. And I also think it takes away from movies that are great on their own. Yes. And even the Marvel series, which is like, I love Marvel. I would go opening night to every Marvel movie. Now I'm just like, there's too much, man. Like I, I don't need to watch all. Like I, I, I just I don't need that much stuff to do. Um, I was gonna say something with the Hunger Games. Uh, I don't know if I remember. I'll was just there shout a it. Uh, was Blade Runner twenty forty nine a prequel? I don't know. I Brett don't, looks at me like I have uh, a chance. For uh, now. I, I thought. I appreciate so that, buddy. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> so, um, Jonathan Harris. I'm only gonna read part of your comment. He says Hannah has a valid point about sequels. And then I'm going to skip the following two sentences. Why? I just don't I don't care for, to read them out loud. Um, let me see. Uh, Was it about my wiki feed? Nope. You wish. Uh. <laughs> uh. Thousand Foot Deep End says, the only cowardly... Th- <laughs> Brett, if it's not mean against me, will you text it to me? I'm not, I'm not reading that, but it's amazing. Uh, Thousand Foot Deep End says, the only cowardly thing about Batgirl being uh, scraped was... How the cast found out on Twitter. Yeah. Is that really true? The, I know that sucks. The, the, the director found out at his wedding. Like, uh, at, like a wedding. Yeah, like, that's not fun. Like is, because it got leaked to the media or what? Uh, I don't know if, if they got their notice there. But do you remember CM Punk got fired from WWE oh, via, that's right. via like FedEx that came on his wedding day? Oh my goodness. No problem. Uh, there's no business like show business, as uh, they say. Jamie, donate to the show. We're like almost at the second crisis party. Me? Matt. Mm-hmm. 
says paper girls review also read private eye I don't know what private eye. Uh, there was a fantastic. Uh, I kind of want to watch uh, Paper Girls. Bathtub television show called Private Eyes by uh, with uh, Jason Priestley and um, not Jason. Pri- uh, who's the dude from Nine Hundred Two and Is that Jason Priestley? Yes. Uh, and uh, Cindy Sampson, which is like it's like one of the few shows that takes place in. It's like because almost everything's made in Canada, yeah. and it actually takes place in Canada, and you're kind of mind like your mind. Like oh, so I remember like, what I was gonna say. Um, Hunger Games, clearly by the suits, just trying to make money, right? I was listening to this old Tarantino interview, and he was talking about a Kill Bill 3. Kill Bill 3, I would be like, I'm interested in that. He was also talking about doing something insane with, like, teaming up Django with, I believe, Zorro. Oh, my Zorro. God, like a, like a free... Uh, well, yeah, we're, we're getting woke Zorro, like woke female Zorro this year, too. I don't like, need woke female Zorro, but I would love Django Zorro with Tarantino. <laughs> like, Tarantino, to me, is just such an artist... That even when I don't like him, I'm just like, man, you're just like a reckless dude who's just doing drugs and writing by hand. And like, I trust that more than a Hunger Games prequel. Like, because I think Kill Bill 3, they were even talking about it being um, either with like Uma's daughter or do you remember like the daughters like saw each other? I don't remember. But anyway, there's two Zoros. There was the the one with Wilmer Valderrama, which was going to be made. And then there was also going what? to be. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. You, you leave Wilmer Valderrama. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I, I, lo- I love Wilmer. But he's not tough. He's, this is the same he thing. He looks like he might be tough now that he's left that foreign kid. He's been doing oh, yeah, he's been doing NCIS for like the last five years. So he can at least. Okay. Tough. I literally haven't seen. I, I always I, my favorite thing in the world is, is like, I was like, you can imagine how hard they had to work on that show to not make him look tall, dark, and handsome the whole ah, time. That's why he's he's too good looking yeah. to play a dork. It's actually but you never not, believe it because he's very believable in that seventh show. In fact, if I if saying it's dork appropriation, and you <laughs> should only be able to play dork roles if you're actually dorky. Maybe I he like was that. a dork when he auditioned, but then because he became a successful actor, fair enough. Fair enough. I, like I, 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 I have a soft spot for women. women sure. I mean, everyone on that seventy show. I was hyping up Ashton Kutcher. Oh yeah, my movie. Brett's record. relative. I don't know if you guys know that. Brett may or may not be related to Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, Could we're be. we're working on it, guys. Yeah. Also, my movie recommendation, my underrated movie recommendation, is uh, Vengeance, the B.J. Novak oh, movie. Yeah. Go watch it. It's um, Josu says my Facebook feed complained about the cancellation of Batgirl because it indicates. A lack of effort for the diverse. Oh my goodness. Hey. Thank you. Uh, indicates a lack of effort for diversity Thank in you. the industry. WTF, lol. No, uh, make good things with diverse people. Also, if like you Cobra want. Kai. We have clearly put in so much effort to diversity. What are you talking about? Right. We talk about it nonstop. Okay. There was um there was a thing earlier that I was talking about that Peter Lemkoff comment about um Daniel uh Daniel Kim uh Daniel Daniel Kim. Jin from Lost. Daniel Day. Daniel Day Kim. Yes. Were you thinking of Daniel Day Lewis? Yeah. I was like, well, <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. You but, had a Daniel Day Lewis. I know. That right? was okay. wild. So, so basically, there's this quote in here where he's talking about the 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 diversity of the Hawaii Five O cast, and this is what you know when people talk about diversity, it really just means not white people. Yeah. Like he lists the entire cast, but he doesn't list the two to, two like lead white actors. Yeah. When he talks about how diverse it is, which is a very clear sign that what they mean is what they mean. Yeah, that, that it's not. He says. Uh, he, he says in our 168 episodes, Y Five O has been and will continue to showcase one of the most diverse casts on TV, including Chai McBride, uh, Jorge Garcia, Mark Gakaskas, Ian Anthony Dale, William Yoon Lee, and he lists all these actors, but he doesn't list the two leads right. because that's not diverse. Right. Chai McBride was uh, really great in Pushing Daisies. He's great. That's Pushing enough. Daisies. Oh, although such an underrated show. So I think that's Brian Fuller too. I think that's yeah. the dude who did yeah. Hannibal. Mm-hmm. Was Probably. the Pushing Daisies guy. 
Yeah, it was just Ch- like so. Yeah, Pushing Daisies, I love. Chai McBride so is a great good. example. Oh, and also like, uh, 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 Wonder Falls. Did you ever watch that? Mm-mm. I think same person before Pushing Daisies, and it was great. And again, short lived and like yeah. Chai McBride is like one of those. Like talk about like really good screen presence because he's got this really commanding. He's tall. Uh, he's got a, a large frame, and he's just he has great presence on screen. So he like had a me. hilarious <laughs> thing where he played like a corporate guy who bought houses hospital in the first yeah. season of oh, house he was great in house was, and he was just such a dick the whole time like a smarmy dick did I ever, the whole time and it's freaking awesome did i ever tell you the story about when my dad saw me watching house mm-hmm. and my dad does not understand art at all like he doesn't like music he doesn't mm-hmm. like movies like he just doesn't get dane art. doesn't like house so well so my dad walked in and he he was like trying to figure out the premise and the premise is pretty easy to figure out um and it's what makes the show good it's like rebel doctor questions authority is right all done super simple my dad just goes this show should be called Mel Practice. And then he walked out. And I was like, to be fair, he is a Vicodin addict. So <laughs> give true. your dad He's, some credit. But my dad wasn't there for the very special Vicodin episode. I mean, literally. He saw House being awesome. The whole, uh, the whole show is him breaking every imaginable code. Like HIPAA yeah, code. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it's the be- I mean, that's the best part yes. of it. Really. I, w- I was t- telling her the other day, uh, Hannah Claire the other day about my favorite one the other day, like where he, like, he makes like five racial slurs in like four minutes and I'm like, holy crap. You we could quote not make house this- to each other sometimes. You, you could not make that show today. You could not. No, you no. couldn't. Okay, Nathan Koss says, sounds like Warner Brothers hired a Redditor. <laughs> That's uh, that really that is not uh, a, really a possibility. I also want. I'm also thinking th- of PC House being remade, and that's very funny to me uh, as well. But oh, it was also don't, like don't they introduced that. diversity in his like staff team. Like they kept up with the times. Foreman they is, just had to play by some rules, and others they didn't. But Foreman is absolutely portrayed as his clo- the closest to his equal. Oh yeah, in, for in sure. that show. Uh, my favorite is the line when when they're talking about like prisons, and he goes to Foreman, he goes, "Man knows prisons," and then he turns to Chase. He says, "If we need to have a yachting question, we'll turn to you," because he always makes fun of him coming from money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to point out to this too. Zoro 2.0 turns the swashbuckling vigilante into a hacker. Does anybody care about Zoro the hacker? No. I get like learn to code, good times. Oh, Unless hackers like using the sword on the laptop <laughs> to punch keys. Yes. I want to see Let's go. swords, blood, and Z's being carved in chests. Also like athleticism, leave, go outside. Yes. Uh, Hava Owen says connections call, only get you so far in, Holly- in Hollywood, kid. It's yeah. true. Poor, that poor girl. I mean, I hope she gets to do something else, but like I just, I don't think this is... The role for her. Bobcat says, remember, if we get 10 crisis parties, Hannah Claire will be- bleach her hair. She said so yesterday. Yes. Incorrect. Yes. If we get 15 crisis parties, I opted for 10, but he has only, ref- he won't do it for less than 15. Brett will bleach his hair. No, H- Hannah Claire joining Chet's fitness thing is so much funnier. 25 crisis parties consecutively in one episode. I'll give you a full on review of it. But I just realized that, you know who could bleach Brett's hair for him? Mary. We could have a Mary oh, bleaches yeah. Brett's hair episode. I think she has hers done professionally. Yes, but she has told me she's bleached hair in the past. Yeah. I could do it, but I've never bleached anyone's hair. Yeah. So you might want you might want the semi-professional mm-hmm. Mary when she returns from her Also, trip. Hannah Claire, you're acting like if you did Chet's fitness program, you would actually come back to review it when in reality you'd be like, I'm motivated. I'm going to go. I'm <laughs> she's so motivated. I'd be she, like hiking Mount Everest. Who knows? She starts a new job. <laughs> <laughs> she becomes a fitness coach and an Instagram influencer. Tim, Tim fires me because we got her on the program. <laughs> and when she leaves, he's like, we can't 
have that anymore. Yeah. I I just I don't know that I am motivated by chat, but if you are motivated by chat, that's awesome. Yeah. I think it's good to to aspire to See, things. See, even if we didn't do a chat formation today, chat still was part of the conversation. That's He's what matters. here in spirit. But I didn't have to listen to Hey guys. It's <laughs> <laughs> horrible. Matt says, uh, Private Eye is a freebie comic by Brian K. Vaughn about the world after anonymity and anonymity, I can't even say it, oh, yeah. is removed from the internet. I love That's it. actually really interesting. I, I remember Brian K. Vaughn. Did you know that Brian K. Vaughn did the show Under the Dome? He was the showrunner for Under the Dome, no. which has a fantastic like first season, if albeit just extremely ridiculous. He was a big comic writer. I think kind of wokey. I really yes. liked some of the stuff he wrote. Uh, he, he, they, he was a staff writer on Lost for a little while. There's a really funny scene in, in Under the Dome where it's like, uh, if you saw it now, it would be hilarious to watch them do it even more. Like where there's like, it's like a gay couple and they're in the bar and then of course the redneck guy uh is like gay people that's not a real thing yep. and she's like welcome to the 21st century but they make it work because Zing got him because no because he's there but the but the kind of bigoted uh small town guy has his he's sitting next to a bar with like a, a small town guy who's black in the in the lady who's gay is black so it's like just by adding the black character that's also part of the small town and and clearly mm. on this guy's side it doesn't feel as Ham-fisted, ham-fisted yeah, yeah, yeah. or as um, as mean-spirited. And I, I don't, don't know that I agree. I like those old-school bar fight scenes. Uh, did you ever see The Guest? Mm-mm. Oh, so underrated. I'm going to send you the trailer. You don't agree. Why don't, why, why don't you agree? Well, I think it's a question of, like, if you want to, and it's totally your choice, but if you're a director and you want Being to gay is not a choice represent diversity mm-hmm. authentically mm-hmm. right like both racial and sexual orientation then being like randomly this small backwards town has black people in it like statistically that's not true unless you're in certain parts of the country but it's, it's and not so like in some ways like it's just as ham-fisted you're just de- they're distracting you with this other thing that they're doing not as well i'm not saying it's bad you can do whatever you the, want but like i would guy. argue <laughs> that they are still it's the old the old racial act- slate of hand no, is but what th- this is it's funny, it's like he's not making it about race he's making it about sexuality so in this but he's small still town, making it about about so- race <laughs> like by it's that's what i'm saying like you don't have to do this but like by the director or the writer is whoever not the, I'm talking or, about the act, casted like, them who was okay. like but this scene should have more black people in it I, like the they is, can't help but was, think about this I don't know if that was done on purpose but I'm saying that it softens the blow as, unless it was too like uh, old school looking racist white dudes who also hate gay people in it it softens the blow of the social commentary to do it where they're like hey both white he, people and black people can hate yeah, people. <laughs> that's literally what it is it's literally it's like sure he's a small town bigot but he's not a total bigot. i remember what martin luther king said i hope one day black girls and black boys can all hate gay boys and gay girls <laughs> that's, together that's literally like hollywood had a, a little bit more art in their in their horrible in their horrible social commentary back then uh, halls and the kids says hello fellow co-worker humans hello oh i know her. She's great. Uh, Waffle Sensei says Godfather Part Two was a good se- pre- a good prequel, or the show Better Call Saul. I have not watched Better Call Saul. I need to. I have I, heard I, I, uh, fantastic. I've heard such things. good. There's things a lot of uh, agreeing with Better Call Saul. I, can I, I I really need to. I keep seeing it every time I pop up Netflix, and I'm like, I got to do this. But I'm watching a documentary about psychedelics. Um, but then I will. Uh, Javi J says, apropos to nothing, Jamie has an amazing open mic laugh, and I love th- that. I love. I do miss Mary, oh, but yeah. HC statuesque form will do. <laughs> Brett too. Brett, they're st- you're statuesque. I'm uh, all five foot five of me is very statuesque. Oh, yeah. if, if it's like if it was a very small statue. If, if you sat on my shoulders, we're almost a man. Yes, perfect. <laughs> uh, Bad app says, 
Do I want to read this? Hold on. <laughs> Pirates 3 disc set from 2005 was a good prequel. It's, uh, I guess. Uh, that, that, it's an interesting hot take. So, yes. Uh, it's just the justice for Johnny people. It's, we, we love Johnny here. He's, <laughs> he's directing a movie. I, I didn't look too far into it, but he's got his first directing role in oh like boy. 20 years. I think they should make uh, Sweeney Todd 2 Electric Boogaloo. Wow, that's, I'm in. That's, that's what they need to, that's totally what they need to do. So, Jamie, tell everyone where they can find you and, and shout out whatever you need to. Well, if you're in Ohio this weekend, take a road trip on down to Dayton. And actually, uh, Doug Stanhope, uh, who's my buddy, is there tomorrow night, um, who you guys should see if you haven't seen him. He's a legend. Uh, the Dayton Funny Bone, Friday and Saturday, uh, you can get tickets there. All my tour dates are going to be up shortly at jamiekilstein.com. I'm also playing Zanies in Nashville. I'm headlining for the first time. It's one of my favorite clubs. And uh, Chattanooga. Wait, are we, catch. are we allowed to say Zany but not Spaz? Zany's oh, yeah, interesting. fine. Zany's fine. <laughs> yeah. Don't be a spaz. Come see me at Zany's. Okay. Um, Zany's is in Nashville, everybody. And then I have a podcast. It's called A F-Up's Guide to the Universe, but it's spelled out. I really got to change the name on that. Or you can go to jamiekilsteinpodcast.com and interview people like John Cleese from Monty Python. And we talk about Ooh. politics and mental health and stuff like that. And then you can follow me on social media, Twitter at Jamie Kilstein and Instagram, which is my favorite, but has less followers. Um, but I post there more, actually, uh, at the Jamie Kilstein. Perfect. Man. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you, dude. Hannah Claire, let everyone know where they can find you. Well, we got one last super chat oh. from Caper2X. It says, if what breaches his hair, can we get Hannah Claire on a dunking tank? Jamie could be in charge of the baseballs. That, um, uh, bad news, guys. Besides fighting, I am horrific at every other sport, and I will miss every one of those shots. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, also I was a catcher, so we... I would gladly throw the baseball No, you're busy bleaching you. her hair. <laughs> I, I still I stand by, like, ha-ha, love this dunking tank thing. You know we have electrical equipment up here, right? Like, is this actually you guys trying to murder me? Oh, I don't understand. Do it outside. We'll do it outside. We'll live stream from outside because yeah. you love change. Um, okay. That's a, that's a fair point. We'll record it ahead of time <laughs> and play it on the show. Uh, guys, thanks for watching. I'm Hannah Claire. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. You can check me out there. You click on the read tab. You see articles from me, from Cassandra Fairbanks, from Adrian Norman, a bunch of cool people. Uh, I'm here for the rest of the week, so there's time to annoy Brett with me. Um, you can find me on Instagram at HannahClaire.B. You can find me on Gab at HannahClaireB, and you can find... I already said, said the TimCast thing. Yes. So I'm good. See Hannah you guys Claire's later. Hannah a great writer. I would like to double down on that. Perfect. Guys, uh, before you go, like button, please. Uh, I've been told that, that it is very important to get people to hit the like button. Mm -hmm. uh, subscribe to the channel if you've not. We just broke 40,000 followers. I don't know if I actually made that announcement on air, but we did break Ooh, 40K. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys so much, Yay. everyone, for tuning in. Uh, joining the show it means the world to me that was like I have a hard time expressing that stuff without writing like a, a long paragraph but it means the world to me that you guys tune in and watch the show with us every day it's it's the best so uh, like button leave comments on the video we appreciate it very much if you want to follow me I'm on Instagram at Brett Dasovic for the show Monday through Friday right here on YouTube 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or noon Pacific if you like uh, you can also check it out on TimCast.com it is live on the on the open player you can watch it right there from the website if you'd rather listen rather than watch we are on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, wherever good podcasts are sold. Social media, Twitter, at PopCulture underscore show, Facebook and TikTok, at PopCultureCrisis, and on Instagram, at PopCultureCrisisPod. We will be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. Bye. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.